gentlemen boys girls aliens martians any conscious being tuning into the podcast i welcome you to episode 14 of martian mma today i have my reoccurring buttertooth brit friend dave joining me uh what's up man what's up man i like that intro buttertooth brit hey i uh i uh yeah i never heard that term before before you described yourself as it so no uh derogatory meaning intended Oh, it's so good, man. Um, so good. We got we got a action packed podcast uh, to bring you today. It might be in for the longest episode ever, depending on how long you can stick around for. But uh, we're gonna talk about UFC London from uh, almost three weeks ago. Uh, have there's been a huge break in the UFC. Uh, I probably should have recorded a podcast just to talk about this card before, but I don't know. It would have been really short. Not much action involved. So uh, before we talk about all the new developments and all the news with UFC. UFC 223 going down in two days. Uh, I'm just going to uh, quick run through the card uh, that took place in London, England, uh, headlined by uh, Alex Volkov and Fabrizio Verdum. Uh, Dave said he didn't catch these fights, only ca- caught the results. I don't blame him. Not really the, the most exciting card ever. Uh, ended up only being 10 fights, which is uh, extremely, extremely short for uh, UFC. Had a, a couple, I think two or three matchups pull out the week of, so that's super scary wow. to see. Um, first fight was uh, a Russian cat, uh, Dmitry Sovznowski, uh beat uh, Mark Godbeer. Really sloppy fight. Neither of these guys have too much skill. Um, uh, no. um, I caught that fight actually. Oh, he didn't. Nice. Uh, Godbeer. He lost. He lost by submission, didn't he? Yeah. He got choked out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it right. He, uh, he was looking good. He was, uh, the, the Russian guy started to gas. Godbeer started to, mm-hmm. to work him in the second. And then I don't know what happened. Like some sloppy takedown. And then <laughs> yeah. he got the back. It was terrible, him. man. It, it looked like he'd never, you know, had a jiu jitsu class in his life. You know, yeah, but, he, he looked like he just let him. Take, take his back and yeah, choke he, him out. Oh, he was done. Um, yeah, he was. He was, was just terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know that guy was, t- I think, ten and zero coming into that fight, and uh, uh, I don't know. I guess you can you can take away from that fact that Russian undefeated fighters um, are not too much to to obsess over. And even more of an example of that was uh, Paul Craig taking on Magomed. Ankolov. Magomed Ankolov was uh, a minus 700 favorite for this fight. Was I think uh, I want to say even more than 10 and 0 before this fight. Uh, and Paul Craig had lost two two in a row in the UFC. Got smoked. Uh, was getting his ass kicked for 14 and a half minutes. Paul Craig more than that. 14 minutes and 59 seconds, or maybe a little bit before then. Before he pulled a triangle choke out of his ass. Locks it up, and uh, th- th- this guy, this guy, the the 10-second the clapper rang. Then he gets locked in the triangle, and he's in it for less than five seconds, and he taps out. Like, dude, you were winning <laughs> the whole fight. You, you flew from Russia to London. You had this whole camp. You beat this guy's ass, and you're going to tap? Yeah, I saw, I saw the clip. 
Are you still there, man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did I cut out or something? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I, I can hear you. Oh, sorry, it just went there. Uh, just you, went quiet for a second. Uh, no I caught, I, I caught that. Um, I caught the clip of that online, and he literally had one second left, didn't he? Um, yeah. And he submitted him, and he and he said afterwards he would have retired if he'd lost that fight, which he was going to on the judges' scorecards. Hundred percent. Which is uh, I don't I don't know what to say for his next fight. I mean, <laughs> he's probably going to retire after his next fight because he got lucky as shit, uh, and you yeah. know was basically getting smushed for uh, 15 minutes before he mir- uh, pulled a miracle out. Um, skipped over one fight, Cajun Johnson and Stevie Ray. I don't remember the, this fight too much. I think Stevie Ray won, but Cajun Johnson got it on the scorecards. But the only good thing about this fight is that not the most exciting decision, and the London fans started to boo at the decision. And Cajun Johnson got on the mic and said, we're two of the best martial artists in the world. We are risking our, our, you know, lives to come and perform in front of you guys. You should be ashamed if you're booing at us right now. You should be ashamed, and which is which is spot on. Like I, I understand you're gonna boo if some bullshit happens or like you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's in the middle of a fight and they're on the ground doing nothing for a minute and you want the ref to stand them up. But if you're gonna boo after. Uh, a 15 minute not really a bad fight you know there's a decent amount of action i don't understand that logic and i'm glad that he uh kind of took it to the fans a little bit yeah exactly i mean they put it all out there so if you're just gonna do it's just you know what is the point of that but um maybe they didn't agree with the decision yeah that could have been too but i mean yeah stevie ray i mean is a uh is a not a Scot- Scottish fighter, so he's you know from the UK, so they might have had a little right. little uh, bias there, but um, who knows? They could have just been uh, booing just out of because uh, they're assholes. But uh, another fight: uh, Danry- Danny Henry versus Hakeem Duwadu. Duwadu was uh, I believe undefeated coming into this. Was looked really good. Had uh, awesome striking. Yeah, it was undefeated. Um, and uh, David Henry in his last fight uh, fought. Daniel Tamer, David Tamer's brother. The first half of the fight yeah. looked terrible, was getting smoked. Uh, Tamer gasses out, and then he starts putting it on uh, Tamer and ends up beating him in the second half of the fight. So uh, I was like, oh, this guy's a slow starter. He got beat by, you know, a shorter, smaller, light uh, featherweight. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and then he's fighting a super good prospect coming in. So, and then he ends up, uh, I think, just rocking him with like the first punch he throws. Henry does, and then chokes him unconscious uh, for the huge upset. Um, pretty surprising performance. Definitely didn't expect it at all. Sounds like a good fight, man. Yeah, I that one. Yeah, and, and not the. I mean, it was only thirty seconds, so. Uh, not too yeah. much. Uh, Danny Roberts and Oliver Oliver Enkamp, uh, two uh, brawler strikers like guys, uh, was exactly that a brawling striking fight. Danny Roberts got the KO, uh, cashed out on the under in that fight. Um, just I just knew it was going to be a brawl because those guys uh, are just both strikers. Don't really have anything else to their game but striking. So uh, next fight, Charles Bird and John Phillips. John Phillips was uh, had like thirty some fights. Finally got in the UFC. Um, he was not not Welsh, but some one of those weird islands in the UK. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Maybe it is well. Um, maybe it is Welsh. Um, uh, it might be Wales, yeah. Fighting Charles Bird and uh, Bird just took him down, controlled him on the ground, beat his ass, and uh, choked him out. It was like the most uh, lopsided performance of the night by far. Um, the white Mike Tyson, he goes by, uh, he's from, uh, Wales, yes, correct. He talks like he's Irish, though, he's changed at SBG. Um, uh, next fight, Leon Edwards, Peter Sabata, pretty close fight, and then it ended in the third round, uh, Sabata gassed out, Leon was just kind of hitting him with some pitter-pat punches, just like, you know, trying to get a finish, not really throwing too, too hard, and then, uh, again, I... 14 minutes and 59 seconds into the fight, the ref stopped the fight. But it was a terrible decision, or a terrible stoppage. Um, he wasn't even throwing a punch at the time. It was kind of like a moment of uh, lull. And he was like, oh, that's it, it's over. Um, <laughs> who knows with that one. Uh, the main card, honestly, was not as good as the prelims. Uh, Tom Dukensoy and Taryn Ware had a pretty okay fight. I thought Taryn Ware won. The judges gave it to the... Uh, Englishman, is that where he's from? No, France. But uh, you know how those people are with their Europeans. Um, Jan Blahovich and Jimmy Manoa had a really good fight, really good brawl. Um, Blahovich won a decision. Um, very good fight, actually. Uh, you should, if you have to watch one of the one of the fights from this card, I would recommend that one. And uh, Alex Volkov uh, kind of taking over the throne, uh, knocking out Fabricio Verdum. Uh, Verdum. Started the fight good, won the first two rounds, started to gas out in the third. Focal started, uh, you know, uh, landing the better shots in the third. And then in the fourth, after kind of like a, a, a stalemate, there wasn't much going on, Verdum just tucked his chin and started hurling bombs. Like he like he was just out of ideas. And then Volkov saw it come and step back, counter-striked, knocked him out. Really good knockout. Uh, yeah, I saw that knockout. It was a good knockout. Um, I'm never mad at Verdum getting knocked out. I <laughs> happily watch him get knocked out every UFC event. Yes, yes. Because um, uh, I just don't like the guy. No, yeah. There's He's such a weird guy because he's so, like... You know, lighthearted and and friendly in some aspects, but then he's he's basically funded by a dictator, and he promotes the dictator and the dictator's MMA promotion and all this shady shit about him. Like, dude, like, and then I didn't even know about all that stuff. Oh but, yeah, um, yeah, you didn't? you didn't. I just no, I didn't really know about that, but I just don't like him just because he's just too aggressive you know like he's always getting into fights yeah. with people yeah at the press conferences he exactly. just seems like the typical sort of brazilian hot-headed you know guy who has to try and yeah you know, i mean he's had alpha, he's had know? multiple run-ins he's had issues with rockhold he's had issues with uh Colby Covington, uh, he's had issues with uh, another fighter, too. Oh, t- Tony Ferguson. Uh, you know, so he's kind of a problematic guy. Um, the, the, so getting back into that, that Russian thing, yeah, there's uh, the Chechen dictator, uh, Kradyov. I forget his first name, but he uh, is the guy who's, like, finding all the gay people in Russia and, like, slaughtering them, like, just really pretty inhumane dictatorship just killing like tens of thousands probably hundreds of thousands of people and to kind of spread his uh dictatorship like indiscreetly he funds mma promotions so like uh fight night global and uh eagles mma 
And, like, you know, people who... He's tied to Khabib. He's tied to Frankie Edgar. He's tied to Volkov... I mean, Verdum. Uh, he basically mm. will fly one of these UFC fighters out to uh, some Russian MMA event and just have them sit cage side, get $100,000, $200,000, and uh, basically just promote their fight while they're there. So... Uh, there's all types of shady shit going on. I, th- I actually heard the United States government is tr- starting to investigate uh, Verdum's bank uh, bank statements because they're curious, like, how he's getting paid from this dictator. Like, they're trying to figure out how, you know, if he's offshore bank accounts, if it's, you know, wh- whatever. So that's definitely not yeah. good. But he has extreme, extreme ties to uh, a lot of Russian MMA guys. Wow, it's news to me, man. Yeah. Uh, shady shit. He actually, I think it wasn't him, but another guy, another one of these, uh, d- uh, not dictators, but another one of these very shady Russian guys, uh, investors, um, was arrested this week on, like, embezzlement charges, and he's, like, good, good friends with Khabib. Like, he bought Khabib a BMW, and there's, like, a picture of a B- uh, Khabib standing next to it, so... Like it, it runs deep, and like uh, mm. in actually in one of the promos for Ver- Verdum's fight for London, he's wearing this Akamat MMA shirt, which is the fucking exact promotion that is like straight up sponsored by a dictator who is like you know committing right. crimes against humanity. Um, so, Khabib always says. Um that he's not fighting for the money. He keeps saying he's got plenty of money and he can get plenty of money in Russia and things like that, but he never says how. So yeah. maybe that's to do with it, you know? Yeah, he's saying... Him, him getting paid. Yeah, Khabib's uh, not, my, not my favorite guy. We'll talk about we'll talk about stuff. him a little more later. Uh, last thing yeah, I want to mention about Volkov is how good his guard was because in the first couple rounds, Verdun was able to take him down, but Volkov with his long strong legs was able to just hold Verdum in his guard and just render him totally uh, effective. Um, he couldn't couldn't pass his guard, couldn't do anything. He was just stuck there. It was amazing, amazing to see. Um, you know, uh, Alex Volkov got out-wrestled by Czech Congo and Bellator a couple years ago, and all of a sudden he's uh, getting the better of the grappling against Verdum. So I think Volkov has the potential to be a heavyweight champion um, within within the, the end of the year, honestly. Yeah, isn't he on like a eight-nine win streak or something crazy like that? Yeah, uh, well, he's on like some. Yeah, his last loss loss was to Czech Congo three years ago, but uh, six six wins in a row for them in the UFC. Um, Back to back finishes. I mean, too. I don't think he's ready for a title shot yet, but maybe one more, you know, against like top yeah i mean i would like I mean, to, yeah exactly because i mean we, was, what, what was Verdun ranked like number two or something like that yeah i mean Verdun is a so i mean i i honestly think hmm the only uh, the, i don't think anybody else at heavyweight deserves a title shot um so i mean if you know say steep a beats cormier i think that volkov would be next in line unless uh curtis blades has a really good performance against uh Overeem, and um, then I would see I could see him getting a title shot. But honestly, I think Volkov is ready. He's thirty and six. He's been fighting for uh, nine years. Um, just knocked out Verdum, former champ, ranked second or maybe even first. Honestly, uh, he should be first because I mean Ngannou's not first, Reem's not first, uh, yeah. Velasquez isn't That's first. A good point. 
So uh, um, there's not many contenders in the heavyweight division right now. So he could he could definitely fight for it. I mean, I don't see him being Stipe, but like you said, who else? Who else is out there at the minute? Yeah, you know, I don't he's see, already yeah. beat um, Overeem twice. But um, but hey, here's the thing: Stipe's one and only loss has come, or no, not one. Uh, he lost to Dos Santos too, but his only knockout loss has come to Struve, who has a st- taller striker. And I'm telling you, yeah. v- people are calling Volkov like the new and improved uh, Stefan Struve because he's using his height. He's got a good ground game. He's doing everything right. Uh, you know, I could definitely see him causing problems for Stipe. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that fight definitely. Um, and uh, so before we talk about. 223 in those uh two or three weeks uh in between events there's a ton of new stories that uh broke um i'll start with one that's probably uh near and dear to you ufc liverpool how far is liverpool from you um liverpool isn't isn't it that far away from me actually it's probably a couple of hours you know drive that's not bad something like that well, they uh, uh, they announced some. It's not too far away. Pretty good fights for this card. So, uh, the main event, uh, Wonder Boy versus uh, Darren Till. Uh, what do you yeah. think, what do you think of that matchup? Uh, I think that's a great matchup, man. I love Darren Till. Like I'm always watching his interviews with Dan Hardy and things like that. Like, oh yeah, I, I just I saw that. Know, he's yeah. just got a good personality, good story. You know. Are you talking um, about the one when he was uh, he was like at the event? It was at the in the uh, London arena, and he's talking about Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. When he's talking about Liverpool with Dan Hardy, and even before the fight was announced, he was saying he'd love to fight Wonderboy and stuff like that because he thinks he's the best striker in the UFC. Obviously, Wonderboy thinks he's the best striker, so we're going to find out. You know, it's going to it's uh, going to be a yeah. Fight. I mean uh, that that one that promo he cut uh, when he was like, I don't give a fuck. Who it is like any welterweight? <laughs> come fight. He said, "Come fight me in Liverpool." Because when you hear those, uh, I forget what what artist. When you hear those drums, you're gonna know that I'm the fucking man. Like it was just so boss. Like the way he said it. Like, well, you yeah, know, the fucking, he, he, the fucking he talks monk. well. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, he talks well, and and um, you probably know this. Um, he lived in Brazil for like four years, so he yep. speaks like fluent Portuguese. Yeah, he's he's a he's a freak. I mean, like, when yeah. you, you hear you you hear him speak Portuguese. It's like whoa, 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 what? It's like <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it's so it's weird. weird. <laughs> uh, it doesn't even speak clear English, and he's like speaking, you know, in Portuguese. Yeah, it's, I know. His uh, obviously he has that Scouse accent. You know, it's yeah, hard to understand. Very it. rough on the ears. Not for me, but probably for you. Yeah. For Americans, it's hard to understand. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then uh, a couple of good fights in this card. Uh, the only other one that stood out though was uh, Neil Magny and Gunnar Nelson. Um, Gunnar Nelson, oh, a yeah. hu- huge uh, European star. But I mean, Neil Magny, shit, man, not an easy fight. The dude just, dude just beat uh, Carlos Condit, and uh, Gunnar has been looking pretty rough lately. <laughs> yeah, Gun Gunnar's just. Um... How many fights has he lost lately? I think it's two, have to pull two up in a row. Record, but he's, yeah, he's lost two in a row and he just hasn't looked very good. You know, he's been getting finished and stuff like that. Yeah, um, well, the Ponzinibbio fight, like, yeah, it was, it's a little iffy because he got his eye poked uh, 
twice. He actually he hasn't lost two in a row. He uh, lost to Ponzinibbio, but he finished uh, Alan Joban and Albert Tumanoff back to back before them. So, I mean, he's definitely still got yeah. it. He's still, he, got, he's it still got it. It's, it's just hit, hit or miss with him, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Yeah. I, I just remember back when he fought. Um, Oh God, what's his name? Brandon Rick Story. Uh, no, Rick Story, and he's like a huge favorite fighting Rick Story, and then obviously Rick Story beat him. Is that right? Yeah, that was a that was he a sp- pretty, split decision. Yeah, pretty shocking. But it was a close. Yeah, it was a yeah. But um, like I said, it's just hit or miss. We've got a Nelson, but I think Neil Magny's probably in his prime right now. You know. Um, he's definitely getting better and improving. I mean, Carlos Conde looked like shit in that fight. Yeah, he but did. Neil Magny still looked really good. You know, yeah, but you, could, you can beat you can beat Neil Magny on the ground though. That's the that's the thing. Oh yeah, so that's where Nelson is definitely going to take it. Look, look what the Sanyos did to him, man. It was yeah. just as simple as taking him down, went into mount, and it was just pretty much finished from there. Yeah. He, he just couldn't get him off, couldn't get him him off him. Um, but yeah, that's a good fight, man. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, is that the co-main? It must be. Yep, yep. It's gotta be. Yeah. Unless they add Bisping to it, which they might. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Bisping yeah. said he's trying to. So, but they got to do it soon. They got to do it this week, next week, uh, for a six-week camp. Uh, another fight that I got announced, and this one is super worrisome to me. Frankie Edgar versus Cub Swanson going down in Atlantic City on April twenty-first. Uh, seven weeks removed from one of the most brutal knockouts we've seen in the past mm-hmm. couple of years. Um, I mean, here's the thing. The UFC, this is just my take, you know, other people might not agree with it, but I just think the UFC, they like to pretend they're all about fighter safety, but they're not really. They'll take dollar signs over fighter safety anytime. Yeah, um, 100%. We've seen it, like, even with, well, we'll get to that later, but the thing with Max Holloway stepping up, even that, you know, when he's got an injured ankle, but we'll, we'll get to that later on. Yeah. But, um, we've seen it so many times. Bisbing, Bisbing, Kevin Gastelum. That's the, that's the, wor- that's the worst one by, by far. They That was terrible. And I mean, they like to pretend they care about fight safety, but they're all, they'll put, you know, they'll put the views and the money in front of fight safety every single time. Yep. And Frankie shouldn't be fighting that soon after getting knocked out. And I don't even want to, I don't care about that fight anyway. It's already happened, you know. Frankie smashed him the first time. Um, who knows what would happen this time, but Frankie should beat him pretty easily, you know, yeah. unless he's still concussed or. I think it's going to, I think it's going to choose from being knocked out. Play a factor for uh, sure. I think. It should, yeah, it should play a factor. I think uh, Cub has a chance to beat him I now. Just, I just don't have any interest in this fight. I mean, we've no. seen it happen before, we've seen what, what happened. And I just don't really see the need for the rematch, especially so, you know, close to him getting knocked out like that. Obviously, yeah. you should take some time off. You're spot, um, spot, spot on analysis. I mean, I don't. You said the the UFC acts that they care. So I don't even think they really act like it. Like I think you know, with the USADA yeah. a little bit, but it's 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 not like it, if you were really concerned about fighter safety, you would have way more fighter uh, weight cut regulations. Um, you wouldn't prevent the people from doing steroids because you're just gonna your your fighters are gonna fight shorter. They're gonna fight. They're gonna get injured more often, and the fights are gonna be less exciting if they don't do steroids. And 
Uh, I mean, the, I, there's just so, and then there's so many instances. Like you said, B- Bisping is the worst one. Has a tough fight with GSP. Gets hit a lot. Gets choked on. Gets knocked down. Choked unconscious. And then yep. they're like, "Hey, dude, you want to go fight in China, uh, yeah, six thousand I mean, miles away against uh, a young uh, boxer who's gonna fucking knock your head off." Uh, and he's oh sign me up gets knocked out in the first round um exactly i mean what what happened to these mandatory medical suspensions do they just not apply when like the ufc wants to make money or this one is uh, frankie's uh, i'm not sure how that works frankie's ends like three days before uh his fight or some shit like that right um oh, i mean there's so many examples of why this is a bad idea uh, you know, you know what? I don't know Sorry, if you, you no, no worry. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you, uh, you caught this, but um, Edgar says he's, uh, he was said, he said he was spar. I don't know. Somebody asked if he's sparring, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm sparring." And then a couple, like a, a couple hours later, he was like, uh, "I mean, we're just like drilling. We're just dr- no, no head contact though. Just drilling, light sparring." Like he redacted this. Like there's, I'm not, I'm not totally nailing like exactly what I said. Do, have you, have you heard about this? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I think I've heard heard it. Yeah, and I've heard something similar. And like in a Brendan Sharp interview, um, where where Frankie was was saying he's never being concussed. Oh, yeah. Sharp's like, what do you mean? Like, even in the Grey Maynard fights or anything like that, he's saying, no, no, I've never been concussed. Never thrown up. Never, yeah, he said he's never thrown up. That was it. And it's just like, well, you don't always need to throw up to be concussed, you know. I don't think, anyway, I'm not a doctor, but I can imagine he's probably suffered some damage when he's been knocked down and, you know, uh, rocked and things like that. Yeah, so, and and uh, also yeah. his dad died uh, like two or three days ago. Uh, really? So I mean, yeah, I dude, like you, the cards are so so stacked against Edgar in this one. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're a betting person, which we both are, <laughs> um, you definitely want to bet on Edgar in this one because he's probably going to be a massive favorite. But like you said, he's got things going against him in this fight. You know, his his, his mind might be elsewhere. So if there was a, if there was any time to bet against Frankie, this is probably the fight to bet against him. I haven't yeah. seen the odds, but I'm just assuming yeah. he'd be like a big favorite. It's not know? it's not that big. He was uh, I think really? it's, I think it's even closer than uh, the Ortega fight. Uh, yeah, well, oh, right. Swanson's plus eighty five, uh, one eighty five. It's not it's not. It's a little little higher, honestly. I think uh, Edgar was minus one ninety for uh, Ortega, um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I bet on Ortega to beat him too, and I think that I'll be betting on uh, Cub. I don't know how Cub will do it, but I feel like I feel like his chin it has to be suspect after uh, getting hit like that and taking so little time off and having a short camp and having like you know your dad die and all this shit, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely stacked move. against him. Bad move. So, yep, definitely. Um, so a good fight, a good fight that got announced is I love this fight. Rafael dos Anjos versus Colby Covington for the interim yes. welterweight title going down in Brazil of May twelfth at UFC two twenty four. Uh, 
I, I'm a big Colby Covington fan. Uh, I think I think he's he just knows he. I like when guys know what they're doing. You know, when a guy wins a fight and they say, uh, "Who do you want to fight next?" and he goes, uh, "I don't know." You know, I'm uh, whoever the UFC gives me. I'm a company man. You know, I like to come in here and put on a good show. Uh, all right, you're gonna get another fight in six months against a guy who was ranked lower than the guy you just fought because you fucked up your interview. But yeah. if if you're if you know how to get on the mic, you know how to create a little stir. You know that that this this you know trash talking shit gets you uh, gets you talked about. Colby Covington cuts the best promo in UFC history. After. Really? I don't think I, I don't I'm think, not a Colby Covington fan. I think his. I mean, like you said, it's it's better than just saying, "Oh, I'll give you the UFC gives me." Um, but I just think it's just you know it's just cringy like his trash talk. It just seems too forced, you know. Yeah, I think and that's it, a I think that's a part of it. Off as, he just comes off as unlikable, you know. And I don't like the guy, so I'm hoping RDA brutally knocks him out, you know, or just beats him up. Yeah, I uh, five rounds. The thing I don't that's like about him anyway is uh you saw when he after Mike Perry lost he he said yeah. something he said something you know hey man maybe you should get a a real coach instead of your horse faced girlfriend um yeah that was just that was just a bit stupid yeah, yeah I, don't like I mean yeah it might have been a little funny like but I, I don't I don't like that because no you're and then and then he and then not long after he like his girl Mike Perry's girlfriend had broke up with him so i think that probably had something to do with it because mike perry he did he replied but he didn't really say anything back he just sort of said well i can't remember what he said but he didn't really defend his you know yeah his his girlfriend or whatever so she probably was like oh screw this yeah i I mean i think i think there's a lot of reasons actually what i think i actually followed it pretty closely um my friend uh we're both big mike perry fans too so uh he was he was he was in some club with like uh and he has a he's taking a video of himself like yo what's up yo and then he pans over to a girl and she starts like shaking her ass and he's like (laughs) he's like oh shit like this girl was this girl was fine like super bad yeah. and uh wow. and then and then uh he sent me the message on instagram he was like yo he better watch out and then uh the next day he's on a beach with some girl uh and he's like filming like her like you know twirling around like woo, like you know acting like a, a dumb girl um and then and then we see and then he sends me a message he's like yo dude's gotta chill and then i go and check his girlfriend's instagram and she posts this picture like i have broken up with mike due to his wandering eye uh it's become too too (laughs) much uh so i don't i don't know if i don't know if colby actually was a reason for it i think it was probably i think it was a lot of different reasons it's probably a lot of different reasons, but maybe it hit a bit close to home. Maybe he looked at looked at her and said, "Well, she does have a bit of a horse face," you know. You know, it's funny. I thought she, I didn't think she was good looking before, but then after Colby insulted her, I have a super big crush on her now. Um, right, uh, da- Danielle uh, Nickerson is her name. Um, 
So, uh, uh, yeah, that's a good fight, man. I, I, for the interim title, I love the fact that they did that. I don't think interim titles are a good idea ever, except for this one. Because what was happening was uh, Wonder Boy was like, I'm number one. I don't want to fight, you know, number whoever. Uh, and then he finally caved in to fight uh, Darren Till. And then RDA was two, and he was like, oh, I want to fight for the title, or I want to fight Wonder Boy. And they're like, hey, how about you fight number three? Hey, I was like, oh, I don't want to fight number three. Uh so it's like this this ranking bullshit got them all caught up and none of them wanted to fight and then finally I'm happy for this fight Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it but where do you think Usman fits into all this Uh, that's a good question so you know you know who he got matched up against right Um, no I didn't know he had a yeah Ponzinibbio oh yeah that's right yeah in uh, Um, Santiago Chile. That's funny. Santiago Chile. Santiago Ponzinibbio. Um, uh, so I think that card's headlined by Volkan Ozdemir versus uh, Shogun, which is another good fight. But uh, I think Ponzinibbio and Usman's a really good fight. Um, when, when you say when you where did I fit him in? I I don't know. Was 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 Usman the one who said he was thirty percent? I was like, this was thirty <laughs> percent. Yeah, he, he he's the one who said he's only thirty percent. Yeah, that that was know. that was stupid. I mean, I think it was. Fight, yeah. I think it was because he was like some he drink. was injured or something like that, and he was like, yeah, man. But he didn't he didn't elaborate <laughs> clearly. Well, I'm at like at thirty percent. Imagine me. Seventy percent or whatever he said, but it was like some Dragon Ball Z shit. Like, you know, my power level was over nine thousand, something like that. Like, yeah, like some talking about some some straight weird shit. Yeah, so I don't I don't know. (laughs) He uh and he just didn't look that good in that fight, obviously. Um, so I don't I don't know. I would like to see. I think he's he's got uh two or three fights to win before, uh, the title. But I mean, what happens if Darren Till knocks out? Wonder Boy. It's like, uh, dude, Wonder Boy has been number one for two or three years in a row. He mm-hmm. was uh, a minus two hundred favorite against uh, Woodley the first time. Um, yep. Maybe even beat Woodley the second fight, and then like, and but then he's not even going to be next in line for the title because there's an interim title. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, I, I just don't see how you couldn't give him the title shot if he if he knocked out Wonder Boy, like you said, but. Maybe the winner of RDA and um, Colby, maybe the winner of, you know, that and uh, Woodley, maybe he'd get a straight title shot then. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he'd have, I'll, I'll, I'll have think one the, more fight. Yeah, I think, I think Till could sit on the sidelines for nine months and, you know, sip pina coladas and wait for his title shot because if you <laughs> yeah. there's no doubt that he would get a title shot after that um, definitely yeah even, definitely. but um so uh next next uh fights we got announced um Overeem versus Blades we already went over that uh Gokan Saki said he's coming back at UFC 226 looking forward to that uh, the Polish Tyson or no Turkish Tyson, sorry. Um, Gary Tonin made his MMA debut. Did you see that? Yeah, I caught that man. Um, he looked really. I was looking forward to that. Obviously, like you know, being someone who does jujitsu and stuff like that, and following it, like I've seen him, at, like um, the Eddie Bravos, I, I whatever they're called, you know, yeah, EBIs, yeah, and stuff like that. So. Um, he's like the best grappler in the world at the minute. It's between him and Gordon Ryan. So 
it's it was it's exciting stuff to hear that he's trying MMA, and he looked great. You know, his, his I mean, he's got power in his hands. Yep. We know that. Looked good know. on the feet. And obviously his ground game's the best. He looked good on the feet. And that was only his first fight. And he was saying afterwards it was such a rush. He loves it and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to see where it goes. Hopefully he, he continues and we see him in the UFC at some point. That's what I'd like to see anyway. But yeah, it was, it was really exciting, man. What did you think of it? Did you uh, see his uh, MMA Hour interview afterwards? I'm assuming you did because you said... I did, yeah, I did. Yeah, he uh, already said he likes it better than jiu-jitsu, you know. Um, so, I mean, it's super good to see. And he, he's so funny, you know. He was like, uh, Ariel asked him, like, did you want to, like, you know, show your stand-up a little bit and, you know, prove that you weren't a just a jiu-jitsu guy? He goes, yeah, my coaches didn't want me to. My coaches want me to, you know, take him down, choke him out in the first minute. He's like, but I wanted to stand a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, which is, you know, which is smart. <laughs> it's a I good mean, impression of him. Uh, yeah. yeah. That is smart, yeah. I mean, he showed everyone what he can do standing up. You know, he's obviously been trained in stand up, so why yeah. not show show everyone what he can do? And uh, like Ra- you said, rather than being just one dimensional, like you know, some of the Gracies that have fought and stuff like that, they, Dern. you can just tell they, yeah, you can just tell they don't work on their striking as much, and they just rely on their um, strong suit on their grappling. Yeah, but whatever it is. Take- yeah, yeah. Uh, and what you said about uh, Gordon Ryan, too, I mean, like, these guys are all Danaher Death Squad guys. These guys are yep. going to take over MMA, I think. <clears throat> you know, Nicky Ryan is, what, like, 16 or 17, and he's already, like, one of the best grapplers in the world. Gordon mm-hmm. Ryan, like you said, is probably the best grappler in the world. He's 21 years old, maybe 22 by now. Um, but, uh, like, it's just insane. Uh, yeah, he's 22. Um so uh, those guys are very well going to uh, take over uh, MMA if they decide to transition there. Um, but yeah, I'd The like only to... question is, will they be able to pass the drug test, though? Like, oh, it's yeah. fair enough fighting in Japan, where the rules are a bit... You know, but w- if, he, if he goes to UFC, will he be able to pass the drug test? Yeah, um, that's the question. So you know? yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen Tur- Tonin with his shirt off, so I don't know if he's juiced. But Gordon Ryan is juiced to the fucking gills. Um, yeah, he he's juiced, man. You just have to take one look at him. Yeah. To you know, there's no doubt about that. But Tonin, I'm on the fence. I don't, you know, obviously he's, you know, he's. I'm on the fence whether or not he's like juicing, but uh, Gordon Ryan, I think is 100. percent You know, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't look. He doesn't look too uh, muscular. I mean, you can see a little some, some veins on him, but I, I don't think I don't think uh, power uh, is that much of a a factor in jujitsu when you're his size. But like when you're when you're op- open weight, which I think Gordon Ryan is, when he's you know two twenty and he's uh, grappling a cyborg or Cabrina or someone who's two forty, I think that steroids are uh, pivotal uh, in them. So. Uh, Good point about the steroids. That might prevent um, Gordon Ryan from coming over. But shit, man, USADA might have packed their bags and uh, been out of town by now uh, <laughs> by the time that he comes to the UFC. Uh, yeah, you never know. He might He might never go to the UFC. He might just keep fighting regional, you know. Yeah, you never, yeah. We'll, could, we'll could, see. Could, uh, yeah, maybe take a bad loss and go back. Who knows? Um so speaking of uh, USADA and all those drug tests, uh, Josh Barnett, have you uh, been following this situation at all? 
What's uh, going on with him? Um, yeah, because he got suspended, didn't he, for taking something, but then it's come out that it was a ta- was it a tainted supplement? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's cleared to fight now, isn't he? Yeah, so um, they, he, te- he, popped, but, he popped, like, I'm going to say 15 months ago, and then right. uh, maybe nine or ten months ago, he uh, started testing. He sent them the samples. He tested the samples. They figured out that it was tainted. They so not like I think he said last spring. So almost a whole year ago, they knew that the t- uh, supplements were tainted. And then he just got cleared by USADA fifteen months after the fact. Um, so this this is alarming for a lot of reasons. Um, so USADA doesn't when you pop. USADA doesn't uh, doesn't ask you like what you pop for and and uh do it accordingly hey what, what supplements are you taking let's test all your supplements if you think you're innocent you're gonna have to go to a third-party company get somebody to test your supplements and then then report it to usada so for a guy like josh barnett who's been fighting for 15 years and you know has probably a lot of different uh career uh things he's working on he has the money to take a year off from a fight and then get this uh, supplement uh, investigated and get back. But if you're a guy who's just getting in the UFC, getting you know ten thousand, sixteen thousand dollars is a fight, and you test positive for a tainted supplement, you're going to be fucked. You're gonna not going to be able to fight. You're not going to be able to make money, and then you're going to have to somehow come up with money to prove your innocence. Uh, so I I don't know I, this this example and just some of like the local not local uh, lately uh things that's been happening with steroids and peds i'm kind of changing opinions about usada in general uh you know when they when when everyone says you know performance enhancing drugs like what what isn't performance enhancing you know you drink you drink water before a fight it's going to enhance your performance you're going to be better hydrated you're going to train jujitsu before a fight your your performance is going to be enhanced from that training uh, if you're sending a fucking guy into a cage to fight to get kneed and kicked and elbowed and punched in the face why would you not want to juice him up with everything available to try to to try to keep him healthy to make the fights exciting to do i I don't understand the whole the whole level playing field you got to do that it's never going to be level there's always going to be people cheating there's uh so you might as well just you know normalize it instead of constantly constantly trying to police it um what do you think about it um i agree with that man i think it could definitely be better and they could definitely um, take less time in making like these decisions and stuff like that because it's, it's a long time, you know, a lot of money to lose out on um, for like the fighters to not fight for like a year or whatever it is because of a tainted supplement. I mean, how long would, does it take to prove that? I mean, I just don't understand why it could take like so long, so many months. Um, Makes no sense. It just makes no sense to me, and the, the, some of the fines as well, and thing, you know, yeah, their punishments. It's just a bit ridiculous. The, the whole weed thing's ridiculous, dude. The, um, I think the most asinine thing out of all of it is, is they're they're saying, okay, we're testing people so they don't fight on performance enhancing drugs, and you know, we don't want to risk people's safety. We don't want to get people hurt. We don't want people fighting under PEDs. That's obviously their message, but. The fucking most retarded thing about this is if you're testing people leading up to their fight five, four, five, six weeks out, they're not getting the test results back until after they've already fought. 
Like, how many times has that happened? It happened with Lesnar. It happened with Jones. It happened all mm-hmm. types of big-profile fights where who gives a shit if you're testing them before if you're not res- knowing the results till weeks after it already happened. Exactly. It makes it makes Clean. no sense whatsoever. Like, none of it. Exactly. They're, they're it makes no sense. And pissing money. It just goes back to the money thing as well. The yeah. UFC is... Obviously, you've heard about Brock Lesnar. Dana said that he's going to be fighting in UFC, and I bet you know bet anything that he's due to girls like he was the first time. But they won't, you know. They'll make some exceptions with the testing, and then it'll come out like a month after the fight um, that he was juiced, and then he'll get suspended again, and then he'll probably be back in a few years, you know, after and make some more money. It's just. It's just a joke, you know. Yeah, I it's mean, it's already happened. Joke. It's already happened pretty much twice. I mean, he didn't get caught the first time, but he pretty, he no. pretty much lost his way. I think he's just been juicing, you know, his, his whole, whole life. life. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see why he wouldn't. You take one look at him. Um, <laughs> six, you know. four, 300 pounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, it's so obvious. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't see a problem with it if – you're giving steroids to Alistair Overeem too, and 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 you're fighting them. Them, you know. They say they say uh, people have said uh, Brock Lesnar's coming back to the UFC, and everyone's like, "Oh, poor Mark Hunt! Wow, they must never listen to Mark Hunt! Wow, all this lawsuit's not changing anything." Uh, um, excuse me, but I I believe Mark Hunt's fought probably a couple of people in his life that weren't on steroids. He's got you know thirty, forty, fifty fights. Majority of those motherfuckers are 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 horsed up like even more than Lesnar was Lesnar was probably like eh, I think they got this testing there uh you know maybe I shouldn't take my full HGH I'll only take half um <laughs> trying not to get yeah. popped before the fight and but like the you know and K1 and Pride Ernesto Hoost and Overeem and all those guys those guys were taking everything um those fights were way more dangerous back then he already sustained the damage from back then he's kind of fucking beating a dead horse trying to trying to make this whole uh steroid thing go away 15 years into his career um I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird problem, you know. It's like drugs. It's like drugs in society too. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, s- certain ones are bad. Certain ones uh, have benefits. So, but are you gonna police all of them? Because they're policing all of them right now, and it's not working because people are using them. People are getting away with it. People are abusing them, and then yep. it, it, it's just creates a whole market of illegal drugs. Um, I just think everything should be should be legal because um, countries are. I want to say Argentina sure it's argentina like all drugs are, are legal and they have like the lowest you know rates of overdoses and stuff like that for sure yeah, um, yeah but it's, it's just, only when you want to police everything that people you know start abusing it and yeah, yeah everything should be illegal i think yeah people can do whatever they want with their own bodies yeah that's a that's, a, that's that. a whole another libertarian topic on its own but uh that is yeah that's yeah. not a mma related and then uh, last thing, <laughs> last thing before we talk about the UFC two twenty three card is Ronda Rousey doing a lot of media for her WrestleMania, which also happens this weekend. So last week she was doing all these media events. Uh, she's on ESPN with a, on like premier programs with you know Max Kellerman and I forget the other guy's name. Um, but when you go to ESPN, it's like it's like a showcase. Like it's a it's a pretty big deal. Uh, you're gonna you wanna 
make yourself sound good. You don't want to cause any trouble. You want to appreciate ESPN for having you there, especially if it's pro wrestling, which isn't even like a legit sport that ESPN should be covering. So these two people asked Rhonda questions. They say something about the one said, hey, uh, "Do you think you would ever go back in time and fight again?" And she's like, "Go back in time? Like, what do you mean? Like, what?" And she's like, "What a stupid question!" And just acting, acting weird about it. Like, uh, and then and then Max yeah. Kellerman. That that one was a pretty ba- badly worded question. I kind of I kind of understand her uh, her there, but. Then uh, Max Kellerman, one of like the nicest, most sincere, intelligent guys in fighting, says something like, uh, "You know, I'm a, I was a big fan of yours. You know, there were so many moments you ro- you rose to such a, a height, and you were so popular that when you lost, it's like you had a negative backlash. Like people were like, oh, Ronda's overrated. Ronda this, Ronda that. Uh, really, just making like making it worse for her." Uh, Right, I've but, been seen interviews, but I've seen other interviews where she's just got really weird, and you know, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. You, you, you should, know? yeah, you should, you should see it, man, because it, it's it's so weird. And then she, right away, she's like, uh, and doesn't even answer the question. Uh, yeah, I think she has delusions. Like, I think she sort of blocks all of those losses out of her mind because in her mind, she's still undefeated. I think, I think so. Every time someone brings it up, it causes her like trauma. Yep. It's really quite sad to see, you know, that someone can be that delusional and that sour about about losses, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens when yeah. you surround yourself with yes men and, you know, her terrible coaches and this and that. It's just, that's what happens when, you know, you're just living that celebrity lifestyle where yeah, you're it's, surrounded it's by super yes weird. people. Super you know, weird. It's really weird. It's really weird, man. And a lot of people um, are, but, are, yeah. A lot of people her are. Her terrible. A lot of people are saying, like you know, that uh, like she doesn't the MM, she doesn't owe the MMA media anything, and it's like she doesn't even have to answer these questions. Um, okay, you're in the WWE now. You've been wrestling for a couple weeks. Like they're ba- they're still teaching her how to like do the clothesline and do a suplex and do all this shit. She doesn't know how to wrestle. She didn't go to indie wrestling. She didn't do anything. But she got signed to the WWE. How did they, How did that happen? Because she was a UFC superstar. Because the media made her a superstar. Because people gave her this outlet. They were like, hey, there's this girl in, uh, in uh, uh, Strike Force. She's, you know, making some waves. Let's try to get in the UFC. And then she's like, oh, shit, we got this, like, badass girl in the UFC. And they're running all these articles on her. And all of a sudden, her pay-per-view buys go from three hundred to 500000 to a million. And then she's selling a million, a million, a million. She became a superstar. And it didn't, didn't happen by herself. The whole sport, the whole everybody got behind her and propelled her to that position. And then when shit went, hit the fan... And it was, you know, all of a sudden, like, she think, she didn't think MMA was her thing anymore. She just leaves it behind with with nothing nothing to say about it. And every time she's asked about it, she gets super weird and defensive and yep. just it's a straight mental, mental patient. Yeah, it, it's so yeah, sad to see. It's, it's, because, it's sad to see, man. Um, like, I'm pretty much, you know, done with watching anything to do with her or interviews or anything because she's she just doesn't have you know like the that's what martial arts is all about like you win some and you lose some and you think she would have learned that because obviously she lost in judo 
you know, she's been training jiu-jitsu and that. I'm sure she's been tapped out loads of times. You think she'd be able to take a loss, but obviously not, you know? Yeah, it's no. just She's the only person I've ever, like, seen who's a fighter that acts, that acts that way and just, like, disappears from everyone and just, you know, gets all weird about, about it. It's really strange. Like, no one else has, you know, I've not seen any other fighter do that. Yeah, she's, she's mentally ill. Um, definitely. Definitely. I, I mean, I, it's, I can't believe that she's, she's still in the spotlight uh, after doing this. Like, how do you... I, I don't understand, like... Some people are saying it's part of her WWE gimmick that she's ignoring all these questions. I'm like, bullshit, dude. She was like that way, <laughs> way before. Yeah. Like, she was on, like, the Ellen DeGeneres show saying that she, how she wanted to kill herself after one loss in MMA. It's like, you're 12... What was she, 12-0... and 0. Uh, maybe not that much. Um, I think it was around there though. Twelve and zero made you know ten million dollars in two years, and you have one loss, and you want to kill yourself. Like you, you're you're fucked in the head. Um, and the whole thing with marrying Travis Brown, like the dude, like the dude's wife, literally posted pictures of like her black eyes and like her cuts on her face and her bruises all over her body, and and saying how like Travis beat her in front of her kids. And, like, and then this woman who was uh, apparently, like, you know, she uh, did a lot of, like, women's rights and a lot of, you know, empowering women feminism stuff, all of a sudden just starts dating, like, this, like, abusive husband and then marries him. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand any of it. Yeah, I don't get it. Even man. um... I don't even want to talk about. Yeah, we, we can we can move on. She's a ter- she's a terrible person. Let's just move on. But I agree with everything you've just said. All right, it's anyway. time. It's time to talk about UFC two two three going down in Saturday night, two nights from now in Brooklyn. I am going to be in attendance. I can't fucking wait. Uh, first UFC pay per view I've ever gone to. Uh, I'm going to, up to New York tomorrow, going to see Joe Rogan, going to go to the press conference. Uh, they're doing, like, you know, one of those, like, press conferences with all the, all the fights from the next uh, couple of months. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm super, uh, it's kind of close with the, uh, with, like, the Joe Rogan show, but I'm going to try to see both of them. Edson Barbosa, yeah. Kevin Lee, Amanda Nunes, Raquel Pennington, Kamara Usman, Ponzinibbio, Wonderboy, Darren Sale, Jimmy Rivera, Marlon Marais, Whitaker, Romero, Stipe, and DC. So that'll be cool to see all those guys. Um, and this this, great, this fucking man. this fucking card might be one of the most drama. I don't know if is it the most drama. No, I think UFC two hundred would be the most drama. But this might be the second most drama that has ever happened to a UFC card in history. Um, we were going to record this podcast last Thursday, and fortunately, uh, we had to rearrange the time and reschedule. And I don't know what yeah, I was—I don't know what I was it's thinking. It's a good thing we did, yeah, <laughs> because we went off. You know, it's a good thing we we did. Otherwise, because now we have so much more to talk about. Yeah, we would have you know? probably talked about Tony versus uh, Khabib yeah. for 30 minutes, and that would have been all wasted. Yeah, yeah we probably would have talked about that for an hour, man. And, that, and then people listening would be like, well, that fight's not even yeah. happening. Exactly. But, so yeah. uh, so started off, it's, it's April Fool's Day. 
It's around uh, 7 o'clock. I wake up from a nap and I check my phone and they're saying, like, Tony Ferguson is hurt. I'm like, come on, man. It's April Fool's Day. Anybody anybody would uh, <laughs> would see this yeah. coming a mile away. So I'm seeing everybody report on, everybody report on. Dana White's making a video. I'm like, dude, they're really going all out for this April Fool's joke. Um, I'm yeah. thinking everyone's in on it. I'm thinking that. I'm, I'm like, really? I'm, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. Oh, and I'm, when I wake up in the morning... I'm going to check my phone, and they're going to be like, the April Fool's is over. Yeah, I was hoping that was the case, but as soon as I saw Ariel, I like I went to Ariel's Twitter, and as soon as I seen him post it, and, I, and he said, this is not an April Fool's joke, I wouldn't do that to anyone. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, because obviously Ariel's not Dana's biggest fan. He has no reason to, he'd have no reason to keep up a stupid like April Fool's joke. So as soon as I saw that on his Twitter, I knew it was real. Man, I was, I was in denial. Like, oh I, I I saw that and I still didn't think it was real. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, like, so they're saying that so Sunday night it gets canceled. Apparently Thursday, Tony Ferguson is at I don't know if the Fox UFC studio and wherever. And uh, he's walking through the studio, walking to the set, and he sees someone. He's like, hey, Tony! And he turns, and he goes to say hi to the guy. And when he turns, uh, he steps on some big, giant wire that is running through the mm-hmm. TV studio and tears his MCL or LCL off the bone. Never even heard of an LCL. I only thought there was an M and an ACL, but apparently there's an LCL. He tears his LCL off the bone. And then he said yeah, he um, said he tried working out on it, you know. He said he tried tried feeling it was just too bad. Uh, and he called the UFC, said I can't fight. They scrambled to find an opponent. They asked Eddie Alvarez. They asked uh, Eddie Alvarez said he was too fat, which he he looks like two hundred and twenty pounds right now. They asked Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega said, yeah. They said, we'll get back to you. They asked Max Holloway, and Max Holloway took the fight. Yep. It's uh, crazy, man. Um, did it, you see the video of Tony kicking, like, the the, the metal pipe, uh, yeah. like the lead pipe? That, I mean, that, 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 that couldn't have helped. That know? was from the Kevin he, Lee. I mean, he said... Was that for the Kevin Lee fight? Yeah, yeah, he oh, came out. It might have been an old video. Oh, yeah, he came out. Then. He <laughs> came out and said, "Like, what bad timing of that video, right?" Because like, yeah, uh, that's he, funny though. Yeah, but um, oh man, it's just I've I was looking forward to that fight so much more than any other fight, and I was just devastated. And then when I heard when I heard Max was fighting him after he couldn't fight, um, Edgar, you know, because of his ankle injury. Um, and it's obviously short notice and he's got loads of weight to cut. It's just all stacked against him, you know. I I don't think it's very safe letting Max fight. And then after I'd heard Ortega got off the fight, I was just pissed off because that would have been an amazing fight. Two of the best grapplers in the sport, you know, it, that would have been incredible. I'd, I would much rather see that fight. Um, but obviously they just want to get the most views and the most money possible so they made it a champ versus champ that's what i think anyway yeah there's there's a lot of uh different ways to to look at it so like when when i first heard tony was hurt uh, i didn't i was like fuck it dude i don't care that max holloway is filling in like the fight is off i don't care about this and then as we're getting closer to it i'm getting a little a little bit more excited 
I do know what you said about Ortega at first. Like, I kind of was in the same way, but there's something about uh, Max's, uh, not persona, but his, like, per, uh, you know, just his aura that makes me think he's a little bit more likely to beat him than Ortega. I think Ortega would be a little too comfortable on the ground. Like, he would, you know, just think that he could, uh, you know, be complacent off his back for a little bit and then all of a sudden the damage is going to be too much and he's he wouldn't be able to do anything at that point. I don't know. I'm not saying that... I don't think... Uh, I don't know. I think that their their mentality is going to be a little different going into the fight. I think it's going to be, obviously, like, uh, Max is going to be like, ah, all right, I don't want to be anywhere near my back. I, I don't want him to get anywhere near my legs. I don't want any of that. And I think Ortega would be like, dude, fuck it. Take me down. I'm going to choke you out. Which I don't know if he 100% could. Uh, I think it's way easier to beat Khabib on the feet, obviously, than on the ground. So it just it it just comes down to how good is Max's takedown defense going to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he hasn't really fought uh, many wrestlers or any good wrestlers, really, Holloway. So it's going to be interesting to see, but he's got everything stacked against him, and he's the smaller guy um, fighting uh- one of the best grapplers. He's not. Yeah, he's not small. He's got. Uh, he's got two centimeters on Khabib. Uh, Holloway's one point eight meters tall, and Khabib's one point seventy. Um, it's not like that. It's not like that's anything though. I think they're actually going to be pretty yeah. evenly sized. I mean, he has. Oh, okay, but um, I mean, he has to lose all that weight to to go down. And don't you think Khabib is going to put on loads of weight? Or uh, I think. I think. Um, so I think. From what I've heard, uh, Holloway was at 185 when he took the fight. And they said that on the plane from Honolulu to Brooklyn, they said he lost 10 pounds, which I don't know how it's possible. I don't know. He might have took a massive shit on the plane. Yeah, or or all types of shit. I think what actually happened, somebody else said that um, they, they said 185, and then they realized that, the athletic commission wouldn't let him cut that much weight, so they were like, "Oh, he showed up at one seventy-five, actually." And they're like, "Oh, okay, okay, he lost ten pounds in the plane, then, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, he lost it on the plane." Um, so I think they're kind of covering that up. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of little in- intricacies to this story that uh, not the media isn't talking about, but that aren't being talked about. So uh, right when this fight got announced, someone was like saying that. Uh, on the MMA hour on the uh, March 20th, he said he wasn't training at all. He said that he was, you know, just recovering that ankle. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh, let me go check something. So I go to Angela's, Angela Hill's Instagram, and uh, I, I see yep. a video of her sparring Max Holloway on March 18th, which is two days before he allegedly said he wasn't training. And then the day before that, she posted a picture with, you know, 20 pros in, uh, in Hawaii all training together after a training session. And Max Holloway is sitting in the middle of everybody. So uh, with his hands wrapped, you know, headgear on, uh, shin guards on. So, I mean, I think he was doing a little bit of training. Uh, and, you know, of course, there's that clip of him at the, you know, someone saying, hey, you know, uh, it's like from three months ago. A, a reporter says, uh, hey, Dana, this fight's fallen through three times. Do you have anybody in mind who would replace um, him if he uh, Tony Ferguson got, or one of them got hurt? Dana goes, uh, and then Max goes, me, 
right here, right here, baby. You gotta yes. Yeah, so and then that, yeah. that uh, the, he, <laughs> he says to be the best, you gotta beat the best, and the best is blessed, yeah, baby. The best is blessed. That's, yeah, that's so Dude, fucking man. sick. Like, how can you not? How can you not love that guy? Uh, yeah, I love him. I love him, and I love him for stepping up and taking the fight and stuff like that. Um, but I just, you know, I just hope the, he can actually make the way. It's a tall um, task. It's t- I can tell you that. Yeah, I mean, is it George Lock? said it's the hardest like weight cut he's had to help someone with you know um but we'll see um how excited for you are, are you for that fight uh, now now i'm now I'm, I'm a little more excited you know it's not I was, you know obviously khabib versus tony is like 10 out of 10 but yeah for, definitely. Be, i mean there's still a lot of stakes behind this fight so i'm gonna say i'm like an eight and eight and a half out of ten right now i think there are better fights on the card like i think i think there's gonna be uh, I think Iquinta and Felder is going to be amazing. I think uh, Moisano mm-hmm. and uh, Cater is going to be amazing. Um, yeah, there's a. Uh, I think there's a lot of better fights on yeah. this card than that. But I'm always excited to see Khabib fight. Um, obviously, after the disappointment sort of worn off a bit, um, I'd probably say like seven out of ten. Yeah, you know? and uh, I don't know. I think. Obviously, when the bell rings, we're obviously going to be a lot more excited. But um, yeah, the, I, th- yeah. I just think the possibility of Kobe, of Max coming in on short notice and winning is is just so incredible alone. It makes you intrigued. Um, I mean, think about it. Like people were people were probably saying like when when uh, Diaz filled in for McGregor, they're like, dude, McGregor just knocked out Mendez and knocked out Aldo. Like, and all of a sudden. Nate Diaz is going to come off vacation uh, in Cabo uh, and just fly into Vegas on 11 days' notice and fight. Um, honestly, I think Max is has was training more than Nate was, uh, and I think that um, Khabib is uh, more... Uh, I wouldn't say more beatable than... I think... Mm, I don't know. I'd say they're about the same. Like, uh, you know how how uh, every how invincible everybody thinks they are. I, I guess Khabib is a little higher than McGregor was at the time, but uh, I think Diaz was what a plus three twenty five uh, underdog. I want to say. Um, do Do you remember? Did you bet on that fight? Hello. Yo, there you are. Sorry. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I what got d- there? disconnected for a second. I don't know. It, Sorry about that. Oh, that. Oh, no, no worries. Um, I think it's just connection. I just, yeah, I was just saying. Um, even if Holloway's on his like worst day, his striking's still so much better than Khabib's. Man, it's just on a completely, a complete other level. You know. Yep. It's, it, so, it, it it would be like if a uh, if a uh, a taekwondo guy got in the ring with like a boxer and was like, "All right, all hands, let's go." Um, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, Khabib's, yeah. Khabib's stand-up is so, so fucking trash. It's it's so basic, man. I mean, um, you know, he does what he does what he needs to do to close the distance and things like that. I mean, it's not like he's the worst striker in the world, but I mean, it's you know, compared to any other top level, you know, top ten guy, it's not very good. Yeah. No. Um. So I mean, and we've never seen Holloway really like lose and come back, uh, as far as I can remember. Um. Maybe the Cub Swanson fight. Maybe he uh, overcame a little diversity in that one. But uh, 
I don't know. I feel like we've seen we've seen the reason why the fur because it's like you you know Khabib's gonna get you down at some point. You know Khabib's gonna do damage at some point. But it's like how good can you be after he does that? Uh, after he empties his gas tank after um, a couple rounds go by. Which is why Tony Ferguson was obviously such a prime candidate for him because we've seen him lose and get cut and come back and win and have long, high-endurance fights like in RDA and and Elevation. He went for five rounds, like, throwing, you know, 75 strikes around. Just insane cardio. So, obviously, it's not as exciting as that, but uh, it's still super intriguing. Um, Let me see what the odds are. Yeah, so Nate Diaz was a plus three forty uh, underdog against Ka- Connor, and uh, Max is at plus three twenty five. So, wow, it's like it's it seems like yeah. around Vegas it, they're saying that this is the same potential. So I mean, we all saw how that fight went. Um, yeah, exactly, man. Anything can happen. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And it was like yeah. it was like, but after it happened, it was like, oh. Of course, like, of, like yeah. of course he was gonna take him down and choke him out. It's like McGregor's jitsu is, is, you know, unproven, and uh, Nate has subbed five, six, seven guys in the UFC. He's been a black belt for ten years. It's like of course he's gonna beat him. I feel like after this fight, if it happens, of course Max is gonna knock him out. His striking is so much better. So. I mean, we're kind of yeah. we're kind of already like locking and loading our predictions for the first fight. We're kind of going in reverse order. Oh well, but I I think that Max's best chance is a first round knockout. Um, I feel like just like the, I agree. The yeah. first the first combo he throws at Khabib could fucking rock Khabib. Like it definitely could, man. He's so precise with his punches as well. I mean, and he throws him in volume. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not just the power; it's the precision as well. You gets that like stuns people and the killer instinct um, like he, when he knew Aldo was hurt and he knew when to pour it on and just empty it out like impressive um but yeah that's a that's a, a enough uh talking about this one for now we'll uh, we'll move down to the bottom of the card instead of talking about the the good ones first yeah um, definitely so we got uh, the the Russian miracle Zabid Magomed Shapirov taking on Kyle Bochniak. Um, I think the odds of this on this one are ridiculous. Uh, Zabit is a minus eight twenty favorite, um, which puts his implied implied probability at eighty nine percent. Bochniak plus five sixty. Uh, so Zabit only has what three fights in the UFC and might be only two actually. Right, yeah, I two. can't say I've ever seen him. I can't say I'm familiar with either of these fighters. Oh, uh, really? I'm su- I'm surprised. Either of them. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll I'll give you a quick my quick rundown of them. So Zabit is like okay. a super super good uh, 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 Russian guy. He's so. It's 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 weird to describe what his strong suit is because he's got uh he's got really flashy powerful striking, but his ground is where he usually finishes the guys. So he's like the type of guy that like uh like like the like Sean O'Malley's first couple fights when he's throwing a lot of like spinning kicks, a lot of jumping knees. He he tried like throwing like a kick like off the fence. You might have you probably seen that highlight. It's like the guy's against the fence and he's in front of him. And not like not like uh, uh, the Showtime kick where he's like off to the side. Like he's straight like 
right in front of him, and he uh, he sprints off the cage and like tries to kick the guy in the head, but he miss he misses. It's a really cool technique though. Um, but so he's you know throwing all types of crazy spinning shit. But then he he he's also a really good wrestler. He's got good like good scrambles, and then he's uh, wins a lot of his fights by submission. Um, only six. Uh, so he both of his UFC uh, fights were submissions. Um, one of them was deep into the third round, so he's got pretty good, uh, pretty good cardio. Um, and then Kyle Bochniak is a Boston guy, trains at Lozon. Just beat Brandon Davis at uh, UC two twenty. Brandon Davis is actually a really good striker. Uh, he looked like shit in this fight, but uh, Brandon Davis ended up uh, outstriking. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Stephen uh, Pinker. Uh, I don't know, I, let me think. Stephen. Stephen. Uh, not Davis. Uh, fuck. I, I bet on this fight. I, I lost money on him because I was uh, impressed with how good uh, Brandon Davis was. Um, but uh, So he beat Brandon Davis a couple months ago. Hasn't really gotten too much on in the UFC. Uh, he fought Jeremy Kennedy and got taken down like at will and just like dominated on the ground. So I imagine that's where um, Sabit will try to take this fight. But... Uh, I don't right. know. I don't know, man. I, I'm not. I'm just not sold on Zabit enough to value him at minus eight hundred. And uh, I I did bet on uh, Botchniak's money line. I don't really know how. He, I think he would have to either catch him with some fluke of a punch and knock him out, or just um, have a. I don't know. It's it's gonna be. That's pretty much his, his way to win. Cause I don't see his takedown defense being good enough to stop. Uh, stop him the entire time. Maybe if he pushes Zabit against the fence and, you know, clinches a lot and uh, scrambles a lot, uh, then I could see him uh, maybe winning a decision, split decision. But uh, I think Zabit should win this one. Uh, I would recommend uh, checking out uh, just some uh, one of Zabit versus uh, Mike Santiago. That's his good fight. Okay. Um, so, uh, moving along the card, uh, Artem Lobov versus Alex Caceres. This fight is in je- yes. jeopardy. Have you heard this? That the fight is... Uh, oh, what's happened now? The, uh, what's happened D- D- Dana uh, said Artem's off the card because apparently he was involved Why? in that scruffle with uh, the the bus, you know. Ha- have you seen Oh, right. Yes, I've just seen that, but I didn't. I, I knew Connor was involved. I didn't know. Awesome was yeah, I didn't, as I didn't, well. I didn't know so, either. This is news to me. Um, I didn't know he was in it either, but uh, I could see, uh, I could I mean, see how he would be involved. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, and you saying that I've, I've got Wikipedia up and it says TBD, like yeah, you know, I saw that instead of Lobov. So yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. So um, yeah, we'll, that's we'll, a shame. We gotta but. introduce the 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 event that happened. So this happened less than two hours ago. Um, somebody tweets that McGregor has arrived in New York, and from what apparently Dana White said, um, the, there's these people called the Mac Life, which are like they're kind of like McGregor's brand, but they're not exclusive to McGregor. Like they'll cover other um, McGregor affiliated fighters, like Lobov, Dylan Dennis, uh, Nelson. Uh, so they apparently, uh, he, uh, Connor shows up to the Barclays Center with like 10 of his, uh, Irish goons with him. They get let in through like a back door by these, uh, by these, uh, media people, which are basically his, like his own media people. And then he, uh, runs 
like to where the fighters are uh, are like getting on their buses. So the, it, today was media day. So they have buses that take all the fighters from the hotel to the arena and then back. So they're done media day, and all the fighters are on the bus. And Connor comes running through the arena, picking up trash cans and bike racks. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the video. Dude, you're explaining this. Dude, um, it's just little, ridiculous. A little man. like it throws something at the windscreen and just it's got like a massive crack in the windscreen. It's just a joke, man. Just act, he's just acting like a fool, you know. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like a bear. It's like a barricade, like a six to eight foot steel barricade. The dude picks it yeah. up and starts sprinting at the bus with this thing and then this huge like UFC bodyguard who I've seen before like snatches the thing out of his hand and like and then Connor runs away picks up a trash can starts throwing it and um dude he, there's a video of inside the bus he takes uh he takes a trash can and throws it against a window smashes the window like you just said and uh dude it's really bad you can hear Mike Chiesa say uh, how bad is my cut? I don't want to touch my face. Apparently, uh, a shattered window smashed oh, a bunch of shit. glass in his face. Yeah, they they uh, a UFC employee. Uh, uh, I don't know. They said he broke his knuckles. Whatever the fuck that means. He probably just hurt his hand. Um, like a lot of sh- yeah. yeah but the, the biggest thing is is Michael Chiesa uh, was apparently other than Artem being removed from the card. Uh, apparently, Michael Chiesa suffered uh, like a couple of cuts on his face from uh, from broken glass. So I really hope that fight doesn't get canceled. I don't. I could give a shit about Artem Lobov. Um, yeah, have have they have have they said anything about that fight being canceled? No, or? they haven't canceled it, but they just said that uh, Kies is you know uh, getting. He, he was he was fighting Pettis, wasn't he? Yeah, that, that's a that's a good fight, and dude, I would. Yeah, it was a good fight, man. But it, that's the same on Wikipedia. It says T TBD. Yeah, so maybe but I think that's yes. Yeah. Unsure at the minute until we hear anything, but I, I can't imagine they'd let him fight with cuts on his face. Nah, um, I think I think hopefully he's all right. I think he fight. Could. I think I think yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think he'll end up fighting. Um, I hope so. Yeah, because I was looking forward to that fight. Yeah, dude, I would be so fucking angry if that fight got canceled. You know, uh, even even uh, as a you know Conor McGregor Dick Ryder, I'm super super disappointed in this. <laughs> super upset. I mean, if he hurt. Like Kiesa, that that's just like, dude, come on! Like, you're yeah, you're straight he, making a fool of yourself. You're uh, all types of shit. Um, yeah, he's just throwing his toys out the pram because he's he's not got his own way. Because Dana said that um, Holloway and Khabib is for the real belt, so this is the only belt now. Connor's being stripped. Tony's not the interim champ, but he's still the number one contender. So. You know, did you see what he posted on Twitter saying, "Oh, these cunts can try and take my belt"? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they they already have because he has to remember, like, yeah, he brings in all the money and stuff like that. But only when you I fight. Only when you fight. So right? Only when you fight. Yeah, he's been off for two years or however long it's been. I mean, I wouldn't care if I never see him fight again, personally. Um, you know, I, the sport just moves on. Simple as that. There's so many good fights, so many good fighters. People just move on, man. So he can throw his toys out of the pram all he wants. But at the end of the day, he's not the champ anymore and he's just getting himself in more trouble. Like, I can't imagine this is going to end well. I mean, he might, you know, 
being caught for assault, I would imagine. Yeah, or, uh, but, but so. I mean, there's, there's, the thing is, it, it, this has happened before, you know, the, the Nate Diaz yep. weigh in when he was throwing the water, bo- water bottles and he's done, he, he fucking jumped in the cage and pushed Mark out. He's got a way with worse before. Um, I mean, this might be, this might be tied for like the worst, you know, he's after, after, uh, Andre Feely beat Lowball. There's like a video of like Connor with his arm around Lowball. He's like, dude, that faggot was running away from you the whole fight. He was just fighting like a straight faggot. Only faggots fight like that. And they're like, what, dude? Like, he just stuck and move and outstruck your boy like a like a like a <laughs> yeah. a real fighter. And now you're gonna like like I don't understand. Like I, I don't know, dude. It's just it's just stupid. Like it's just a bad look. Like you you it's you, just know, dumb. you know yeah. cameras are gonna be all around you, and then you're gonna get caught like saying uh, yeah. It's just a word that people goon. are gonna That's react to. Um, but he's yeah. just acting like a complete goon and Lobov's you know, Goon as well. Like, he had a little scuffle with Khabib. Well, not really a scuffle. Khabib just sort of slapped him in the face and said a few words to him in, like, the hotel. But, I mean, he's another Goon as well. Just trying to be, you know, Conor McGregor want to be the only reason he's even fighting on, like, any sort of main card is because he's Conor McGregor's boy. That's literally it, you know? I don't understand. I mean, he's trash. He's a trash fighter. He's got a trash record. You know, I was looking forward to seeing him get beat up by Caceres, hopefully. The, the it, worst part happening. about this is the fact that they fucking put Lobov on that card so Connor was there. You know they yeah, could have they could have um, put him in London and had a lot had a, Irish fans come you know a Russian fan they they put him on this card for a reason to get some drama out of it to get some yeah uh, McGregor's gonna be there cage side and after Khabib or Tony mm-hmm. wins we're gonna have a face off and it's gonna be great they fucking wanted this like they they let this happen um you know like like just just lame excuses man saying like saying they let the uh his photography people let him in like what you don't think conor mcgregor could have gotten into the arena any other way he could he could have man any ufc employee would have been like oh yeah you're the fucking king of the ufc go ahead and walk in uh, and, you know, if they didn't, he probably would have punched him um, or, you know, done something irrational. But the dude's just getting yeah. getting way too big he's for his britches. Yeah, he's like like he he was bigger than the sport. Like there. But like. Like, you can't let it get to you like the, like he let it get get to him. Dude, uh, I'm watching another video uh, of. Uh, oh, my God, dude. Did you see the video of him throwing uh, the dolly? There's a dolly. What, it's like a oh yeah, I don't know. It, it says it says dolly on the tweet. It's like a one of those things when you're moving, you put like your fridge on and like it has the two wheels and you you use it as like a lever to move like a big object. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I didn't see that man. So, dude, I just saw the video from yeah, the I'll side just send of the bus. So he picks up one of these like dolly thing. Uh, you know, like you if like you you have like three cases of beer or something like that. You know, you put like all three on like this thing and it helps it move. I, don't know, I, I guess I'm not doing justice describing it. I just sent it in the in the chat. But he picks it up and throws it through the fucking bus window. 
Like, it just shatters, like, the entire window. The, the, the first video I saw, he picks up a trash can and throws it at the front of the bus, and it cracks the window but doesn't break it. This video, he picks up the thing and throws it, and, and it completely smashes through the giant glass window of, of, of a bus wow. full of fucking fighters that are fighting in two days. I'm going to watch this video right yeah, dude, I, I, I can't, I can't believe it. Um, it's, it's, it's really despicable. Uh, they say. Oh shit! Yeah, they're saying just it's, out the back window. They're saying it's re- obviously kind of did it for retaliation because, like, dude, you could have fought Khabib for the past, you know, what, sixteen months, and just because yeah. he he slaps your boy, you're gonna show up to the his fight week when he's cutting weight when he has to weigh in tomorrow and try to fight, like, dude. Grow the fuck up! Like, he's really acting. Like, <laughs> exactly. He's really acting like this shit is like, uh, like the like some gang shit in the street. Like, hey, I don't care. You're at your, your, uh, you know, whatever, whatever event it is. We're fucking fighting in the street. Like, you're acting like you're on the streets of Dublin. Like, dude, grow up. Um, yeah, and it's funny how he posts on Twitter, "Stay ready." Like a while ago, and then as soon as. Um, Tony pulls out. Where where was he? Yeah. Why wasn't he ready? Well, I you, know, you had to be a retard to take that fight on six days' notice. But you shouldn't have I fucking mean, tweeted that. True, but you shouldn't. He shouldn't have. It. Yeah, that's the point. Is you know, I wouldn't expect him to take the fight, or most people take the fight. But it's just the fact that he says things like that. You know, like stay ready, and I'm always train, and he always posting training pictures and stuff like that. It, we haven't seen him fight for for a long time. What's it been like? Five hundred days or yeah, over, over five hundred days or whatever. Man, um, it's so I mean, so it's sad to see. Because like it's just sad, you know. Because people are gonna forget. People are gonna turn against him soon enough. Yeah, you know. I mean, think about me. it. Like I, I I stuck with him. Like you know, he's like oh, yeah, push Mark Goddard, whatever. Uh, uh-huh. uh, he threw water bottles, whatever. Um, you know. It's just, I didn't care about the water bottles thing. I think the whole Mark Goddard thing and everything after the water bottles was just yeah, unnecessary. But yeah. the water bottle thing, it was just a bit of, you know, it was a bit of hype, you know. Yeah, it was nothing, probably nothing not the bad. best thing to do, but, but I didn't care about that. But it just seems that it's just got more and more extreme. And it's just like, I just think people are just going to start turning against him, you yeah. know, because it's not really, he's not really, to me anyway, he's not really, like he used to be quite funny and stuff like that and the things he'd post on Twitter but he's just not really that it's just gotten a bit old his like mm-hmm. you know his stick of, all of his know, jokes aren't as just funny bit, yep. yeah his jokes aren't as funny and he just seems like he's maybe he knows that and he's, he's just off. sort of making up for it with these over the top no like, he doesn't antics, know it he, he's like it's just not a good look he doesn't. He, yeah, I don't think he knows it. He j- he's, it's just ring rust. He if he gets back on, he has a fight. He gets back on the mic. He's gonna start, you know, getting back to red panty night and all of his good lines. Yeah. But the fact that probably. he's just sitting on the sidelines, just acting like a, a tough guy with a big bank account, dude. You're not even. You're not even a fighter anymore. You're just sitting on the sidelines causing problems. How about you sign a fight? And then, dude, he can cause all the drama he wants if he has a fight lined up. I don't care. Like if he did this. If he did some 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 wild bullshit and he has a fight in a couple of weeks, whatever you know, as yeah. a, at least he's gonna Dude, sell the that's papers. The thing. I mean, there wasn't any reason for him to be there. He just sort of he just went there to cause trouble and to you know cause drama. It's not like he he was fighting you know he's fighting um, this weekend or whatever. Maybe he's cor- corner in Artem, but there's no reason for him to be there. You know, and yeah. it's just. 
unnecessary, man. I gotta, I gotta but, find um, you the video of them running into the arena, cause dude, it looks so fucking pathetic. There's like eight guys, they're all looking in every direction. I'm like, this way, this way, and they're all like, kind of like <laughs> j- jogging through the arena. Like they're literally like, there's a moment where, like McGregor's like they almost skipping through the arena. Uh, I, I don't under- understand, dude. You guys are showing up like a bunch of Dublin street thugs to a pro sporting yeah. event and trying to fight one of the fighters tomorrow. Like I don't understand. This- I don't understand. I don't get it either, man. It's it so just, upsetting. It's and you, you know what? It is. And you know what? This is effect it's going to have, man. Because, like, some of the Conor McGregor fans are just unbearable anyway. But it's going to get the, you know, they're going to think it's cool to start fights and that. Like, um, they've start, I don't know if they do where you live, but they've started to show, like, some of the big cards in the, in the cinemas. Um, and there's just fights break out, you know, <laughs> like just people trying to act tough, like yeah. <laughs> trying to be Conor McGregor and stuff like that. Um, you're just gonna see more of it, man. Yeah, just acting like goons, you 100%. know. It's, it's, it's people sad. think it's cool to act like goons. Oh, I'm, I'm like Conor McGregor, you know. And I'm not, I don't. I feel tomorrow, like I feel like no no fans could stick by him. Like I said, I was sticking by him through the thick and the thickest of thick before, and still, you know, coming out saying that. Well, he's still the dope, the double chomp does what the fuck he want. But no, I I don't know, man. Like, how the hell can you be a fan of this guy after he does some shit like this? Uh, I don't know. I consider I consider myself on uh, on probation with Conor McGregor until uh, until uh, he fights again. Yeah, it's funny on Reddit. There's a, a mega thread. You know, they only do mega threads, and a huge thing happens. Right. It's called Mega Thread Conor in NYC. <laughs> Thir- <laughs> Uh, 4,000 comments in one hour. Um, so I, I don't understand, dude. It, 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 but it's the it's the effect of him, dude. Like, how can how can this be a bad thing? How can the, the all right? So Dana White has said a an issue is a warrant is issued out for Connor's arrest. Uh, that's proven to be a lie. Somebody asked the NYPD and they said they're investigating it. No warrant. Um, so he fucking lied there. Um, he also, he, what Dana White lying? Yeah, right. How strange. Surprising. Uh, somebody asked <laughs> yeah. if he wanted to uh, if he wanted to uh, be in the Conor McGregor business anymore, and he said, "Why would you be?" Um, yeah, because he makes hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and then, dude, uh, on the R slash MMA on Reddit, there's usually about four or five thousand people on uh, at at all times. I think. And there's ninety one thousand people on the Reddit subreddit right now. Like, like it's so he's so so big. I don't understand why he wouldn't just put his his uh his notoriety to to good instead of making an ass of himself like this. He's he's full on acting like a cokehead. He's gotta be he's gotta be on major major drugs for him to be thinking like this. Oh yeah, he's definitely on drugs, man. Um. I've, have you seen the videos of him like partying with the girls and, and yeah, shit like, like that in the clubs and like clenching his, over clenching his teeth yeah. together and like rubbing his ear? You can, can barely even speak, man. You know, probably on coke. Yeah, every other every, every other day, man. Yeah, you know, surprised me. One hundred percent coked up. Um, all right, enough enough for this for now. We got a couple yeah, couple more fights, a couple more fights to talk about. Um, this Devin Clark, Mike Rodriguez. Not much to say about this one. Don't really know Devin Clark. I think he's 
two and two in the UFC. Um, yeah, two and two beat uh, nobody, nobody of uh, recognition. Mike Rodriguez just came off a, a sweet flying knee knockout on the Dana White Tuesday night contender series. Um, he trains with Lozon too. Uh, I think Mike Rodriguez will win, but I don't really know much about Clark. I'm kind of just picking blind. Um, not much to say about that fight. Uh, same with the next fight. Terrible fight. Beck Rawlings versus Ashley yeah. Evan Smith. Um, both terrible fights. Both terrible fighters. Um, yeah. For, for me, the the for me, it starts to get good. Like the Alex Caceres fight onwards. I think every single fight is interesting and good. I mean, I'll be pissed if I, I wouldn't be so pissed if the Lobo fight is scrapped. But I mean, if if the Pettis and um, that one's yeah. yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be sad. Man. I don't think it should be scrapped, even Lobov, because they, like I said, they wanted this to happen. The UFC booked him on this card so some drama would happen, mm-hmm. and now some drama popped off, and they're like, "Oh, it's too bad. We got to take him off." Um, so, uh, yeah, terrible fight. I, I, like I said, I would be devastated if that fight got canceled to Pettis and Kessa. Um, yeah. The, the prelims, and this is this is as good as it gets for prelims, honestly. Uh, Evan Dunham versus Oliver Oben Mercier. Um, this fight was supposed to be Evan Dunham versus Marybeck Tyson Moff, but uh, you know, uh, five and zero in the UFC. Tyson Moff. Uh, was he five and zero? Uh, five knockouts in a row for sure. The dude is the dude is a, a killer. Um, yeah, he's lost. He's he's seven and one in the UFC, but like I said, five knockouts in a row. Uh, was so looking forward to seeing him, but he has some visa issues. Um, wasn't able to come to America, so uh, OAM is filling in. Uh, you you have uh, an opinion on this fight? Um. Did you just say the Dunham fight? Yeah. Is that is that the one you were talking about? Sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry for cutting out. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I'm not that familiar with with Olivia uh, Mercia, but obviously Dunham's a really tough guy and a really you know veteran. It should be should be an interesting fight. He's actually but like I said, I'm not looked, that familiar with. Mercia. He's looking really good lately. Um, so he uh he's what one th- I think three in a row right uh, Dunham he beat uh, uh no uh he he had a draw with Daryush but before that four wins in a row the dude was yeah man the dude was he's struggling. on a roll he uh, lost to T J Grant won against T Bow then lost to Dos Anjos lost to Cerrone lost to Barbosa the dude fought like killer after killer and then uh, he beat Andre Godin beat Ross Pearson beat Joe Lozon beat Rick Lynn and had a draw with Daryush so he's uh definitely come come out of the the woodwork on um honestly uh and it kind of makes me wonder with these guys like with Dunham like he seems like a guy who's never been on steroids right so he's he's yeah. he's fighting a ton of killers getting his ass kicked and then Usada rolls around and he's winning fights again i feel like this is That's one of the guys point, who potentially couldn't like you know but he's also fighting guys who are on the decline Rodrigo Dam Ross Pearson Lozon Lozon's ch- yeah. Lozon even though i have have uh, been uh, he's probably my favorite UFC fighter of all time uh he's really? he's on the decline man just got, yeah, he's definitely one of the clan man. Too many wars, you know. Yeah, um, but just, I love Lo- Lozon as well. And just, obviously, that's the next fight we're going to talk be talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, he got knocked out by uh, uh, Clay Guida in this last fight. Like, 
uh, pretty much the first first punch that landed, he got knocked out. Um, so that's that's uh, that's a bummer, man. Uh, but uh, I think this fight against uh, Chris Grutschmacher is uh, a very winnable one for him. I'm super super glad they gave him an opponent like this. Uh, when I say it like this, is a very low skilled guy. Grutschmacher is. Got, He's on a two-fight losing streak, isn't he? Got, um, he got knocked out by Artem Lobov, so uh, that that goes to say enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, not good on your resume. So uh, by Lobov. I definitely think. Uh, I mean, it's not. I'm not confident in Lozon because it's it's hard to be at this time in his career. Yeah, but but it's a well-matched fight for him, you know. So I, I I'm hoping he wins, you know. Yeah, I can't can't wait to go to see him. I'm gonna go fucking nuts, probably more so than any <laughs> any any other fighter on the card. Um, uh, so I think I think Lozon will get this one done. Hope hopefully he, he's gonna submit him. I would like to see him retire honestly after this too. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to see him retire on a definitely nothing more to and uh, that how many fight night bonuses has he had in his career for, for, like it 14, must be about six or something like that uh oh, something it's, it's crazy. Four, 14 bonuses total i don't know about fight of the night Jesus per se, Christ. but combi- combined with uh and it might actually even be 15 but um yep it's 15 uh tied with nate diaz for the most bonuses in history um so that i mean one of the most exciting ufc fighters of all time uh, just such oh, such yeah. a lovable guy. Uh, I really really hope he wins this one. Uh, I didn't have a prediction for Dunham versus OAM, but I think that Dunham uh, is going to get it done. Um, OAMs are yeah. a pretty strong grappler, but uh, Dunham also is a black belt on the ground, super legit, and uh, I don't know. I think just Dunham's uh, momentum is going to carry him to win this one. Um, yeah, I agree, and I'm going to go with Dunham and Lozon for those two fights. Yeah, I don't think I... Even though I'm not very familiar with the opponents, but... Yeah, don't really have a... Uh, that's who I'm rooting for anyway. <laughs> don't have any bets on them, those fights. But uh, next fight I do, Ray Borg versus Brandon Marino. Um, uh, you have an opinion yeah, on this Yeah, this, this is a really good fight, man. Uh, I'm a big Ray Borg fan, especially after that uh, Mighty Mouse fight. Like, even though he lost, I think he showed a lot, you know? A lot, yeah. He never gave up. He showed a lot of heart especially when he got trapped in the armbar um, against Mighty Mouse. And, yeah, I'm, I'm interested for this fight. I, but I, I think Ray Ball probably wins, I'm going to say, by decision. Yeah, um, I, I, I can't say I'm a fan of Ray Borg, but, uh, I mean, the dude's a very uh, very good grappler on the ground. Um, yeah. But, uh, I don't know, I like, I like Marino a lot, too. Uh, He's got he's got a lot of submissions. So I mean, Marino's very very uh, can hold his own on the ground, and the only time he's lost in the UFC has been uh, Sergio Pettis, who kept it on the feet. Um, I believe uh, I don't really remember that fight to be honest, but um, uh, it was a unanimous decision. It was only last year. I'm surprised I don't remember it. But he's he's beaten. Very good grapplers on the ground. Uh, Dustin Ortiz in particular. Ryan Benoit is another legit wrestler, and Louis Smokel is also super good on the ground. Uh, yeah. So, so I mean, he he choked out all three of them, or not choked, but he tapped all three of them except for Benoit. He uh, decisioned him, but um, I don't know. I think the, the the odds in this one are are intriguing. I don't think that Ray Borg should be. What are the odds? Um, I was going to ask you what the odds for this one Borg's are they about evens or nah man dude wait till you hear this Borg is minus 300 and Marino is plus what? 250 
I'll be betting on Marino then. Yep, a half a unit on uh, Marino money line. I don't understand that line. It's so. I mean, it's. I think. I, I think. Bo- either, I think Borg's the favorite. I think I would do. Um, I think I would go minus one seventy for uh, Borg. But I don't know, man. Minus yeah, three hundred. <laughs> yeah, that just seems crazy to me. Other, <laughs> this should be a really. Good, I. This should be a really well. Matched. Good fight. Um, I, it might be one of those fights that you sort of sleep on, but it's really exciting. I think but we'll see. We'll see anyway. Yeah, no, um, I think it has a but, has the potential. It has some really good scrambles in the ground. I love that. Yeah. Shit. Um, speaking definitely. speaking of good fights, I think this one's gonna uh, not not take away the card, but I think it's gonna <laughs> be one of the the sleepers. Uh, Carolina Kovalkiewicz versus Felice Harry. Her, her last name is Kovalkiewicz, but I always call her Kowalkiewicz just for the fuck of it, and I almost, I almost uh, did did the joke pronunciation uh, by accident there. But um, I don't know. I, I think Carolina is, is one of the best strawweights in the world. Um, like, the way she beat... Yeah. The way she beat Rose Nama Yunus, like, come on, man. Like, that fight was impressive. Uh, do you remember that one? Um, I, I sort of can't. I'm trying to picture it, but I sort of can't, can't remember that fight. What? What? How did she beat Rose? Carol- was it a decision? Yeah, it was a split decision. Uh, it was before. Right. It was before uh, Wood- oh, Woodley, yeah, Woodley and Lawler. I do remember that fight. Yeah, but Carolina um, clinched the yeah, shit she- out of her. And it was yeah, she's, she's really good in the clinch. Her striking's great. Um, Obviously, she she she'd rocked uh, Joanna at one point as well in 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 that fight against Joanna. Do you remember that? Yeah, fourth Where round. She, she'd hit a good punch. Um, yeah, I, I'm surprised we none yeah. of us saw none of us saw Joanna's chin fading before. Because I mean, Carolina is not a hard hitter. I mean, she's a volume no, she's a volume no. and accurate striker. But the fact that she dropped. Uh, Joanna in the fourth round uh, was alarming to say, uh, but I mean, I think Carolina is like I said, really underrated. Like I think she's only uh, uh, she, the comeback on her on the odds for her have been insane. Honestly, minus one seventy five. I think she, uh, yeah, she started. She opened at minus two seventy, which is where I think that she honestly should be around. Um, but I can't believe people are laying that much money on Felice. I mean, I, I love Felice Herrick. Like, uh, I have a huge crush on her and everything like that. I think she's... Really? Yeah. Do I, you like your, your muscular... <laughs> uh, yeah, see, like the thing muscular. is, yeah, when, she, when she's in camp, Jacked. when she's in camp, she's... Uh, she's do- isn't have you look- seen her deadlift? She's strong as shit, man. Yeah, well... Have you seen how much she can deadlift? Well, like four, uh, the most amazing, pounds the most amazing like thing with her is she'll post, like, pictures, like, at the beginning a fight camp you know uh, two weeks in four weeks in six weeks in and you just see her turn from like you know like a an in-shape girl to fit to strong to shredded to absolutely fucking like just like uh not bodybuilder like but just every muscle every vein you can see it uh so obviously she's not you know attractive when you can when she has like like no tits anymore because her pecs are so muscular under them and like she's yeah. ins- insane, insane strength and conditioning. Um, but uh, hey, man, sorry to do this, but I'll, I'll be right back. I'll just be one minute. All right, no worries, no worries. But, Is that uh, okay? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll talk. Uh, I'll okay. Ta- I'll talk no, about all good, man. Just keep the show, show going. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Be right back. 
Uh, I've never had to pee during an episode of uh, Martian MMA somehow, but we've been talking for a hundred minutes, but uh, I don't really have too much of an urge to go yet, so we're good to go. Um, but yeah, Felice Herrig, when she's uh, when she's all bodied up, uh, not the most attractive girl, but uh, otherwise she's uh, very good looking. But that goes to say, Carolina Kovalkiewicz, also a very good looking girl. Um, kind of hard to... Uh, kind of hard to differentiate um, between who's better looking, but uh, I don't know. That'll that'll be uh, one of the more intriguing aspects of this fight. Uh, who is hotter in the cage? Um, before moving on to the next fight, we'll uh, we'll wait for Dave to come back. Hey, I'm back. Yo. Um, Yo. So I'm I'm just about to check if uh, five times voided my uh, no they did not void my uh, low ball bet yet so it's not right I don't, I don't think it's uh, all said and done that it's off the card um, uh, wait yes they did it's voided no way it is voided yeah that's insane Shit, but Kiesa is not though we got I uh, still got my right. uh, I bet the under on that fight but um. Uh, getting back to the the matchups, uh, this is I think uh, after the the one fight got canceled, the main event got canceled. I think I'm um, excited for this fight the most. Al Iaquinta versus Paul Felder, dude, I, I fucking yes. love Al Iaquinta. Like for for years, for years. I love him as well, man. He's great. I, I have him. <laughs> I have like when he went on when he went on the MMA hour, it was like, are you fucking kidding me, Dana White? Fuck you, man. He's like, I don't want. I don't want this and that. And he's like, I want him to be fucking paid. Like, he's just so, like, so fuck the man attitude, you know? And it's, like, yeah, it's, it's insane. He actually, so, he uh, he was fighting, he uh, knocked out Joe Lozon, UFC 183. Uh, had a really, it was probably deserved a bonus. Didn't get it. And then, because of that, he uh, decided to just trash his hotel room. The dude literally, like, fucked up his entire hotel and did, like, a bunch of damage <laughs> to the floor. And, uh, apparently, the UFC put him on a bonus ban after that, saying that he is not able to get bonuses anymore. Um, so, like, that was just, like, the tip of the iceberg for him. Like, he, he wanted more money. He wanted to be treated better. There was all types of shit. Uh, they weren't giving him, like, the, the right matchups. There was all types of shit that, uh was preventing him to fight but then uh after a couple years of a hiatus and a lot of injuries he comes back knocks out diego sanchez didn't get a bonus again but he seemed to be in like better spirits he was still like the still the same like i don't know if i'm gonna fight again i don't fucking know i want to get more money i was yeah, like when, houses and shit on the side yeah he's like when's that bitch ass dana white gonna yeah, give me more man. money uh and then <laughs> So what what happened was, but he had a couple fights left on his contract, and he and the UFC just doesn't give uh give uh new contracts. But after a long, long uh you know Mexican standoff, somehow the UFC issued him a new contract. They ripped up his old one, which was like thirty two thousand and thirty two thousand, and they gave him a new contract for I think seventy six thousand a show. Um, nice. So I mean that's awesome, yeah. awesome to see. He uh. Like uh, he's just so clever and so like he said, I want to I want to get paid half as much as Sage Northcutt to fight guys half as good or something like that, you know? Like like yeah, man. there's he's he's, uh, he's he's what like I don't know why Kobe's getting all this recognition because you know ours what Kobe yeah. wants to be like. Yeah, he's like, the real heel. He's, he talks yeah. well. He fights well. 
You know, I love like his style fight. He's knocking people dead, man. And like he's just his attitude, like fuck the man, and just the things that he says on Twitter and stuff are pretty funny. Yeah, some um, some of the best hands I in the UFC. Best, well, I think best one of the best boxing in the UFC. Uh, yeah, man, his boxing such incredible. Such and Paul man. Felder, man, Paul Felder as well. He looked really good in his in his last fights. Oh yeah, um, some of the best Muay Thai in the UFC. Yeah, yeah those those elbows. Jesus, yeah, those elbows against, on the ground. Uh, Brutal, Charles know. Oliveira in the last fight, man, nasty. And uh, you know what's interesting about this fight? It, it, it was booked for UFC 218 that when Paul Felder uh, knocked out Charles Oliveira with the elbows, but um, right. but uh, I, I couldn't have pulled out and said, you know what, I'm not getting paid what I want. I'm not fighting. And uh, he pulled out with no injury, just straight pulled out, didn't disclose it. And then a couple months later, he was like, yeah, I just pulled out because I didn't, I didn't want to fight. I didn't want to fight for that much money. And then he ended up getting his contract. So it, it worked. Uh, amazing. Amazing that it worked. Um, I think this is an awesome fight. It's going to be a fucking banger of a stand-up fight. Uh, I can't see it going to the ground. Um, uh, I think it's going to I think it's gonna end early. I, w- I wonder what the under is on this fight because I would be all over that. Um, I I never I never bet favorites either, but I I'm thinking about uh, betting uh, I Quinta. You never bet favorites. No, uh, not never, but not typically. Yeah, rarely. Yeah, Yeah, and if if I do, I like I like doing like two favorites uh, as a parlay, and then I get yeah as a parlay. Yeah, I do that as well. Yeah, Um, but he's he's only minus one twenty five pounds on a favorite and getting like ten pounds back or twenty pounds back. Yeah, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Minus one twenty-five. That's not. I mean, there's a chance that you know he could bounce up to the underdog at some point. Um, yep, definitely. But uh, yeah, I'm the, forward to that fight, man. The, the under the under is minus one or plus one twenty-five. So that seems like an amazing, amazing bet. <laughs> yeah, that it could happen, man. Anything and then that. And um, so the next fight is in jeopardy. Um, I'm hoping it happens. Uh, but Pettis versus Chiesa, uh, what an awesome matchup. Um, Pettis has yeah. been, been struggling as of late, you know. He has. He's he's been struggling, but I mean, he has been fighting like the the best guys as well. I mean, Barbosa, Alvarez, RDA. But he's definitely on the decline. Like he's he's not as good as he used to be, um, and he keeps getting injured in fights and stuff like that. But I'm still a Pettis fan, you know. I love watching him fight. Every time he's fighting, I'm I'm normally like you know rooting for him and stuff like that. Um, but he is on the on the decline. But I think this is a, like a winnable fight. It was. I think it would have been a winnable fight for him, like, whether or not it's happened. We'll find out. Yeah, but, um, I think. Uh, I mean, the the problem with Pettis is that there's a blueprint to beat him, and that yep. so many guys have beaten him with the same, you know, walk forward, you know, just not let you have any room to strike, uh, put you up against the cage, wrestle you. Uh, so many guys have done it. RDA, Alvarez. Um, uh, it's like it's like I said, it's like a blueprint. So. Uh, yep. So I think if he can get out of that that rut where he's not able to adapt in a fight and not able to stay away from a game plan, uh, I think he can. I think he can uh, potentially uh, win this fight. I mean, it's a tough fight because Kiesa is, uh, you know, not a pressure fighter, but uh, uh, definitely a forward moving fighter. Uh, that d- doesn't like you know being in boring fights. Um, 
So I think that uh, yeah. I think that you know it'll probably end up on the ground somehow, and I think that uh, I'm not going to say someone's going to get subbed, but I think that Pettis' uh, path to victory is a submission, and uh, I think Akiesa's would be probably a decision. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I don't really see Pettis knocking anyone out at the age of his career. Obviously, yeah. anything can happen, but I think, like you said, I think if he wins, it's going to be a submission, um, and if Kiesa wins. Yeah, maybe maybe a knockout. Maybe a bad decision as well. So. I mean, Kiesa hasn't. I don't think Kiesa has knocked anybody. Not anybody. I don't think Kiesa has knocked many people out. Uh, yeah, no, he hasn't so had any. Well. He hasn't had any uh, any knockouts. In. But I mean, uh, Pettis. Uh, I don't know. He still has a pretty good chin. Um, but it's just it's just hard to beat him. You know. Uh, um, it's hard to finish him. I should say. Uh, but you can easily beat him by decision. Um, next fight, yeah, I think definitely. I think the closest matchup on the card probably. Uh, I mean, the, the odds kind of depicted. It's I mean, it's not it's not quite even. It's minus one hundred twenty plus one hundred. Uh, but Calvin Cater and uh, Hinato Moisano. Uh, have, did you watch Cater's last fight against uh, Shane Burgos? Uh, no, man, I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, nice, so you gotta you gotta to you gotta go catch that one, man. Again. It's uh it's insane. Uh. Not not like the most like incredible back and forth fight, but uh, it's definitely like uh, a fight that was one uh, one. I think Burgos won the first, Cater won the second, and then Cater knocks him out in the third. Um, but Cater's hands are insane, insane fast, insane accuracy. Like I said with uh, Iquinta, uh, some of the best boxing in the UFC. Um, oh wow! So uh, that makes me uh, more excited to see this fight, though. Yeah, and Moiscano is good too. I mean, he was he was beating uh, he was beating uh, Ortega before he uh, got caught and uh, got taken down, got submitted. Uh, he beat Jeremy Stevens. Uh, he's uh, let's see, uh, I think those are, those are his definitely his most notable wins. But uh, the dude the dude is uh, super legit. Um, 11, 11 one and one. Um, only th- only four fights in the UFC, but. Uh, he uh, uses a lot of leg kicks. Uh, has good like outside uh, on the outside striking. Did well like staying away from uh, Ortega before eventually like I don't know thirteen minutes into their fight he let him get too close, got taken down, and got choked out like right away. Um, but I think this is gonna be a striking battle, uh, and I, I I gotta think that Cater's gonna get the advantage of it just because he's his hands are so good. Um. But not okay, not, not confident in the prediction. Do you, do you think this? Uh, do you think it's going to be a good fight? Then do you think it deserves to be on the main card? Oh yeah. Because obviously I've never heard of either of the fighters, so I don't really have a say in this. Yeah. No. So I think, you think I think you 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 might just be slipping slipping up on your recents because these guys are legit <laughs> yeah. legit. Uh, I'm I'm, uh, Cater- I'm definitely slipping on the research. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cater was yeah. like I want to say a three to one underdog against Andre Feely. Picked him apart like it was nothing, okay. and then uh, was again an underdog against Shane Burgos, undefeated guy, and uh, finished him. Um, so uh, he's he's super good. Uh, I think I'm. I think I have like a dollar on him in the third round at like eighteen to one. Um, but uh, nice. so but yeah, super even fight though. Uh, and then. Uh, not the last fight we have to discuss, but we already kind of discussed the main event. But uh, yeah, we already talked about the main event. The this is my main match. Yeah, this uh, is what the the fight I'm most excited for. I think I it's gonna be say. fight of the fight of the night for uh, sure. Fight of the night, yeah. Um, 
because I don't think Joanna could look bad this time, right? Like, there's no way she's going to, there's not going to be any bad weight cuts. It's going to be the best version of Joanna, like the, like the we're used to seeing. Yeah, it's going to be the best version of her, you know, her weight's on point, apparently. Everything's going well. She's learned from her mistakes, you know. Have you seen the difference in, like, the, the face-offs and stuff before she was talking all this shit? Yeah. Or Rose just stared at her, and now she's not saying anything. They just they just stare at each other during, like, the face-offs. Yeah, uh, um, but I feel like that's, so that's kind of a... She's been humbled. She's yeah. been humbled, you know. That's kind of a win, loss, a win within itself, though, for Rose already. Like, you know, she's not doing the boogie woman. Uh, that yeah, whole, that, whole, that was ridiculous. I wish she wouldn't It have doesn't make that. her look good. No, yeah. she, she, it made her look like a bully, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I know she, she used to do that before every fight, but I'd, I'd like to see her just... I think she's just been humble now because she hasn't done that leading up, you know. It's like, there's just not really any need because she knows she's not going to get in Rose's head now. Yeah, nah. she knows she can't so there's no point wasting your breath and yeah. talking shit I think she should know? still do like you know when they square off and she like squints down and does the fist that you know that yeah. I think yeah, she, should still, she should still do that just not the whole like the boogie yeah. woman is coming to get you yeah uh, <laughs> all, the, all the talking it's just that, yeah. no she just now. she just she did the same thing Rhonda did is like she was like oh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm popular now it's like oh I gotta be like the bitch character you know like Rhonda yep. started doing it around like the Bechko hair fight. Like, she wasn't mm-hmm. disrespectful to Zingano. It was like, she was like, oh, I'm gonna fucking murder your family, bitch. Uh, I'm gonna do nothing. Yeah. I'm gonna do nothing, bitch. I, I come to kill. Like, she just turned in, like, some. Yeah, like, like, what the fuck? And then, like, all the shit that Joanna was talking before, it just seemed so unnatural. And, uh. Yeah. It, it didn't suit her, man. Um, and Rose. I mean, that was the cra- one of the craziest UFC fights, one of the craziest upsets, you know. I, I just loved it, you know. I loved that. I loved Daniel Cormier. Fug Rose. Yeah. Fug Rose. Insane. Like, yeah, that, that was the fir- fir- first bet I ever uh, won was on uh, Rose inside, really? inside that distance, yeah. Um, I think nice. I bet. I think uh, I bet it again this time, but I don't know, man. Watching watching Ioana on the embeddeds and everything, I, I'm not so confident in it. I, I you know, I don't I don't have a person who I'm cheering for in this fight. Actually, I feel like I might almost be leaning Joanna. Um I don't know, man. Like I, I like I, I I love both of them, you know. They're both like really mm-hmm. likable people. They're both great fighters, but I don't I, I don't know. I, I, I think I think I wanna see Joanna get her belt back. Right. I'm more of a fan of Rose and I'm hoping Rose wins. But I think it's going to be a lot tougher fight. I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to decision. But I think if it goes to decision, Joanna probably has the advantage there, you know, over Alper and stuff. But, oh, man, um, I can't wait for this fight. I just can't wait. I, I can't really say what's going to happen. I don't have a clue. Yeah. You know, I just can't wait for it. But, you know, Joanna's chin has been a suspect. And Joanna's not knocking anyone out. Let's be real. She's not going to knock out Rose. Yeah. She's not going to submit Rose, I don't think. She's, she's so hot. You know, the only way she's going to win is how she always wins, you know, by putting on the But I feel, I feel like she volume. I feel like she could have done that the first time. Like, there was just something off in her head that, like, she was like, uh, I'm not, you know, all of her fights were uh, stick and move, stay on the outside, strike, you know, light kicks, high kicks, you know, use your jab. Uh-huh. High volume. If it was Gedalia, let her take you down in the first. Don't get submitted. And then uh, 
you know, when when she gets tired after two rounds, then put it on her for three, four, and five. You know, that fight yeah. was that fight was one of the best like championship performances ever because it's like, all right, I'm fighting this killer of a strong grappler, and uh, you know, you know, what fight is identical to this is as Romero and Whitaker. It's like, uh, okay, you're fighting a gorilla of a grappler. Let him take you down in the first. Let him tie you out. I'm just gonna outstrike you in three, four, and five and win a decision. Like it's easy. It's like you, okay, go ahead, take me down one and two. It's like I'm still gonna win three, four, and five and get the decision. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know if if Romero took down Whitaker in the first fight. I don't think he did. I think he won the first two rounds though. But I remember like Joanna was just like, okay, take me down, and yeah, okay, you know, it's like it's like it's <laughs> yeah. like she was just waiting. That was just so calculated. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot. I, I love seeing like championship performances like that when like Holly Holm wins the first two rounds, and then Cyborg is like, okay, you you got your two in, but I got three and I win. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think we could, too, I think we could see that happen here, you know, where, uh, you know, John, or Rose, uh, and maybe not knocks Joanna down again, but, you know, gets the better of the exchanges in the first and second, maybe takes her down, maybe gets, you know, her back, but doesn't submit her. And then Joanna, uh, could win three, four and five, but I don't know, man, that seems unlikely. Yeah, I, I, I feel, see, I feel like the most, happening. the most likely result is Rose finishing her again. Um, yeah, I tend to agree, man. It's just because obviously Rose has that precision. She has, she obviously has power in her hands. A and killer I mean, instinct, like dude. we were just talking about earlier, Joanna got rocked by by uh, Carolina, you know, in yeah. the, and she's been rocked in a couple of other fights as well. There's been times where she's just been rocked. You know, her chin's not not that great. Yeah, she has so, 100, 100 Muay Thai fights in addition to all of her. Yeah, it, how good can exactly. she be? Um, so yeah, I th- I am I think I bet like I said on Namunis inside the distance. It's amazing. I bet uh, the first time I bet it, it was like f- plus six ninety, and now I got it at like plus one seventy. I think one sixty seven. Which it was even higher. It was uh it was uh at I think plus two ninety at one point. I saw somebody on Odds Beast say they uh, they bet it at two ninety. Um, which I'm kind of jealous of, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think uh, Rose is the, the the deserving favorite. She's actually she wasn't favorite. She's now the favorite. She's a uh, minus. Oh no, never mind. You know what? I went back down the favorite. But the line's bouncing all up and down. It's going from evens to you know plus one hundred. Yeah, I, you just don't know what way to take this fight you know i think so... i think yeah but rose is an underdog is insane uh i think it's a must, must she, she was she was a big underdog at point in the, like oh the yeah last time i looked at the odds and i was a bit shocked i was like wow oh, yeah. she knocked her out in the first was it the first or the second round the yeah last fight? she and opened that, that much of a she opened underdog. a plus 180 yeah which the, is, and like for, um, for winning the first fight, I don't get that. How do you how do you open it? She opened at plus. Joanna opened at plus two twenty or minus two twenty five. Um, I don't know. I don't know. How have you been uh, following like the whole Kalikas situation with uh, dimes and everything? Uh, not really. You know who? What's been happening? Do you know who Kalikas uh, uh, is? Nikolikas. Uh, he makes he makes the betting lines. Yeah. He? So well, he did, but for uh, for five dimes, but now he's not anymore. Apparently, like there's uh, somebody else doing them. So there's not a, right. lo- a lot of uh, irregular 
irregularities, but there's like a, a been a couple moments where like there's been a couple like really bad lines. Like I think Hollywood Holloway unanimous decision opened up at like f- plus forty eight hundred today, um, <laughs> which I mean it's obviously unlikely, but shit, forty eight hundred. Yeah, not that unlikely. Um, not that unlikely. Yeah. What What is that? That makes it like point zero one percent odd. Some some shit like that um so uh and i mean so have you been i remember last time we talked uh, you said you weren't betting on fights as much is that the same the same go um yeah i don't really bet on them as man but i will i might put on a couple of bets and i, I might have a look and put on a couple of bets before before this card definitely but i, I don't really put on bets much anymore yeah i mean the pre-fight bets are are one thing but i mean i think the the money to be made is in live betting uh yeah that's it is it is the money is to be betting like like the most of i've won before has all been like live bets but the problem with that is you know obviously decisions it, it's always live from america so being in england i've got to stay up till like four or five in the morning, you know, uh, yeah, and you're all tired and shit, and then you're trying to live bet. <laughs> I'm surprised you, you know, didn't watch the London card, man. That was that was ten o'clock prime time for you. Well, I watched, yeah, I watched the prelims, and then I think I had to go to sleep because I had to get up for work a little bit early. I think because uh, some of the fights that you we we're talking about in the prelims, I remember some of them, but yeah. I didn't. No, I didn't. And then I just caught the main event the next day, like just watched the, the knockout. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, I'd uh, I've been doing a. Little, I think last week I had a, a good week with bets, but I mean, I've been you know trying to reform the strategy a little bit, betting on way more money lines uh, instead of you know stupid props and not bet yeah. not bet with my heart anymore. Like I bet so much money on Julio on last time, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like uh, he's a terrible lately. He's uh, on the decline. Why would I bet? Uh, you know, so I'm smartening up and everything. Not like making not making money or anything, but. Uh, Definitely just having fun with it. Uh, I'm uh, going to be curious to see if I can get any uh, live lines from, from the arena uh, on Saturday. Yeah, that'd be int- that must be insane, man. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, uh, hyped for it, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, obviously not as much as, as before Ferguson and everything, before Lobov, so, you know. Uh, uh-huh. But I mean, oh, it'd still be incredible, man. Yeah, I've been to the UFC before. Yeah, I've been to, I've been to three, but none of them have been like like this at all uh i was yeah, at uh cerrone versus uh jim miller i was at machita versus rockhold and i was at osp versus um Teixeira. so like you know machita and rockhold and holloway and cerrone are like the biggest fighters i've ever seen you know so get to see like champions and uh all types of shit like that's gonna be insane Nice man, yeah. I'd love to go, but I've never been to a to UFC event. Hey, Liverpool, uh, two months away, my friend. <laughs> yeah, maybe playing a little a little vacay. Um, all right, so let's let's run through the car real quick and give uh, predictions. Um, we'll uh, jump up to. Uh, we already predicted Dunham. We already predicted Lozon. You're on Borg. I'm on Marino. Uh, yeah. Kowalkiewicz or Herrig? Uh, I'm going to say Carolina, but I think Herrig's going to put up a better fight than people think because she's improving, man. Yeah. Uh, after every fight, she's improving, and I think it's going to be closer than people think. But I'll still say 
I'll still say Carolina. What about you? Yeah, I'm gonna say Carolina too by decision, uh, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, I think her uh, decision line is uh, a favorite. Um, let me uh, let me double check that that line. And uh, next fight, uh, Outlier Quinta and Paul Felder. Uh, I said I'm on I Quinta. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go over Al Raging Al as well on that one. Yeah, I think I Quinta's gonna actually finish him in the second. I'm gonna go with. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised at decision, but um, I'm gonna say decision actually. Yeah. Um, Pet Pettis and I uh, Kiesa. Pettis and TBD. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, uh, I'm so worried, man. They pulled they pulled the props for this fight. Yeah, oh, it no, they looks unlikely, the, but I'm gonna say Pettis, too. and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Pettis because I'm just more of a fan of Pettis, and I like to see a good comeback, you know. Even yeah, me you know, too. I like to see him win. Um, yeah, it's they pulled the lines; they didn't avoid the bets yet, but uh, right. Uh, Kiesa is still in the hospital as of two hours ago. Let me see if I can see if I can get a, one more update. Um, Kiesa intends to fight whether he will or not and what weight it will be at. Nobody seems to know at this point. He lost hours of cut time. Ha, <laughs> get it, cut time. Uh, several facial cuts on bridge of nose and hairline, I'm told. Uh, the guy is at the hotel, though, cutting weight, trying to fight. Um, that's good to see. I, I think the fight's going to happen. From that, Yeah, I hope it happens. A couple fucking um, fights, dude. They let they let uh, Kevin Lee fight with staff. They, yeah, they better I let don't this think shit. It, the face cut's gonna affect it. It depends how bad it is, obviously. But yeah, I mean, look at Joe this, Lozon. The dude's got the dude's happens. got face cuts like engraved in his eyebrows. Yeah. Like uh, a strong a strong breeze opens up face cuts. For him <laughs> it yeah, must be horrible. <laughs> But yeah, I'm confident in that one's going. Not confident, but I'm. Uh, I feel. I feel better that it'll happen. I. Uh, I can't see them. The fucking a commission, New York commission of all the worst. Probably the worst commission in the United States. Uh, you know, we've seen how much shit has happened with them lately. We've seen uh, the one. The one girl get pulled from the card for having fake boobs. Pearl Gonzalez thing. Oh, yeah. And they're like, wait a minute, Misha Tate's fighting too. Her tits are fake. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. She can fight. Uh, the the Tau Gate with DC, uh, the Eddie Out, not Eddie Alvarez, the Musasi and Weidman knee, that fight got ended in New York. Um, you know, it's just been a, a ton, a ton yeah. of. Oh, uh, the uh, the Godbeer, uh, Walt Harris uh, DQ. Remember that when he kicked him in the ear and got DQ? Oh, yeah. Just a there's, lot. There's going to be some controversy, man. That always. Yeah, and so. we're, we're not even at the weigh-ins yet. I mean, we got we got Khabib and Max Holloway cutting 25 pounds in a <laughs> week to to yep. get to the scale. So, you know, this card could go from a nine out of ten, uh, you know, a seven out of ten at any moment's notice, just because of fucking weight cuts. But yeah, uh, you know, that's this, a good point, this, man. This is the sport that we're we're uh, living in. Uh, it's it's got it's got a they, they got a make some changes they gotta i think like i said they need to change the way they do contracts they need to get rid of the win bonus they need to 
uh, have weight cutting regulations, and they need to have pullout clauses to say if your opponent pulls out and you're still you know on weight, you weighed in, or you're at fight week, you're going to get paid too instead of getting screwed out of all your money because the other your opponent can't make weight. It's 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 like we're living in like the dark ages of this sport. Um, I feel like I talk about the problems on like every podcast. It's almost almost uh, exhausting, but. Uh, just praying, praying that everybody makes weight, praying that there's no bullshit DQs or no contests or uh, praying that uh, Michael Chiesa fights and I uh, think that's all, right? Yeah, I'm just praying. Um, did we say our predictions? Oh, for, wait, no, we didn't. For, right? for the last three fights, you're right. Cater uh, um, uh, and Moiscano, I, like I said, I, uh, I, I think Cater is going to win that one. Um, right, I don't know either. Yeah, don't have agree a, with you. <laughs> and uh, just, I don't have a prediction for that one. I think I think we're both predicting Rose to win, right? Uh, uh yeah, I'm predicting Rose. I think either by knockout or I think she. I don't know. I'm gonna say knockout, or she might even be able to win a decision if she can. You know, keep knocking her down and stuff like that. That all adds up in the judges. Yeah. But I, I, I'm leaning towards knockout again or submission. Yeah, inside the distance is uh, a definitely inside good the play. distance. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Rose, my girl Rose, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. And then the main event. Do Do you have a prediction? Um. Yeah, I think Khabib's probably. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. I know a lot of people are saying crazy things like, "Oh, Max is gonna get finished inside the first round, second round." Anything's possible, but I think give it give him a bit more credit. You know, he's the, you know, he's the champ for a reason. Like he's he's a. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it went distance, watching like the third or fourth round, like Khabib stoppage. But I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go with Khabib stoppage. But like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if it was Khabib by decision, like much like the Barbosa fight where he just gets more. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I'm 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 gonna say I'm predicting because I'm I'm hoping for the upset, um, but I think that uh, mm, I don't know. Obviously, the most likely result is Khabib late finish or decision, um, but I mean the dude's the dude doesn't chase finishes that much, you know. He uh d- he probably could have finished Barbosa and just you know didn't. Took him forever to finish Michael Johnson, who was just like totally defenseless. So I mean, he might yeah. he might get a submission on uh, Holloway. I mean, there's a lot of interesting lines, man. Uh, Norma Gamedov submission plus four seventy. Norma Gamedov uh, unanimous decision plus two seventy. Um, wow. I think I I, I I bet a dollar on Max Holloway round one, at like plus fourteen hundred. I think. That's yeah. a good bet. I might have to. Same bet. <laughs> now that you, you uh, it's it's down to plus it's down to plus eleven hundred. Probably his best his best chance to win is in the first round. Yeah, Being man. Out early and quick. That's it's, the best chance he has. So it's I'll, like, how I'll can you not cheer uh, for that though? Like, it would be the most insane that. shit if Max Holloway comes in and knocks Khabib out in the first round. It would be insane. Um, so I'm kind of just cheering for the most insane outcome. I, I guess. <laughs> But cool, I, man. I think this pay-per-view is <laughs> going to be good, man. I think it's going to be uh, 500,000 buys. I think they're going to, for some reason, it's going to do, do really well. You know, they got Joanna, Rose, Khabib, Max, all pretty uh, notor- notable names. 
Um, and I think that uh, I think that'll be a, a success for the UFC. Hoping it's the greatest fight card ever. Hoping there's twelve fight of the nights, but uh, you know, think realistically. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. You're gonna stay up. Can't wait. <laughs> You're gonna stay awake to watch it. Hell yeah, man! I'm nice. going around my friend's house we're gonna watch stay up all night watching it yeah, drinking energy drinks and, and, and watching the fights it's we've been looking forward to this for ages man nice, so long nice. and it's finally happening on saturday so i can't wait yeah see that seems kind of fun you know watching them in the middle of the night you know I don't you know, know what it's part of the uh it is fun man it's part of the whole thing like i don't think it would would be as fun watching them during the middle of the day like if you have like we all have work off on the, on the Sunday, um, and as long as you have work the next day, it's it is part of the fun of just staying up all night, getting energy drinks, getting getting food and shit. So do and, you? Because uh... you know, when you're tired, that's when you talk the most shit. You know, when you're like three or four in the morning, that's when you're just talking shit and just making each other laugh. Yeah, and that's part of the fun of it. You know. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I can't imagine because I've had moments where I've, like, UFC 193, man. You go on this fight in a boring fight, fell asleep, missed R- Rousey versus home. I missed yeah. the whole shit. Like, there's been a, I think I did that again with, I think I did that with the the, the fight before that, too. With uh, I think I did it three pay-per-views in a row. I think I missed DJ versus Dodson, Cormier versus Gustafson, and Holm versus uh, Rousey. I just fell asleep at the co-main event. Um Oh, so wow. I mean I can't imagine what it's like watching them at in the morning, but I, I I'm sure it's fun. Uh, you know, what's say? You drink coffee or energy drinks? Energy drinks are nice. Uh, yeah, energy drinks are nasty. I mean, I normally drink coffee, but when it's just easy, just for that one night, it's just easy to just, just get energy drinks. Yeah, you know, I'll have a couple of energy drinks, and you know, and you're t- uh, we're always tired as fuck. It's, it's when the like it's like the co-main just sitting there staring at the tv with <laughs> red eyes but it's it's good man and then, it's and then what, good. what time do you work in the morning afterwards oh no i won't i, I won't i won't uh, watch it if i have work I'll, I'll always take the day off if um i always try and get the the next day off yeah so i can you know so you're off sunday yeah, I'm off Sunday. We're all off Sunday, so it's going to be great. Nice, nice. I've, I took the I took this whole week off instead of just taking. I took a week's holiday instead of taking just that one day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know? I, ho- I hope you hope you're making the most out of it. Uh, not really, man. Just playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you I should have gone jujitsu more, but never mind. I'll go to. Have you uh, UFC on Saturday? You play Fortnite. Be good. Yeah, man, I play Fortnite. Yeah, nice. friends. Uh, yeah. What do you? you, uh, are you play Fortnite. PC. PS4. Uh, yeah, nice. PS4. I have an Xbox, but I don't know. I think I think about trying to get back into PC gaming. I'm trying to get my PC fixed. You know, get back into yeah. that. All right, man. Cool, well, man. appreciate uh, it. Thanks for coming on, man. We had uh, we had a blast. Uh, t- over two hours worth of footage um, talking <laughs> nice, about nice. London, yeah. all, all the new fights, all the Conor McGregor drama, all the Tony Ferguson drama. Uh, looking forward to UFC 223. Hope it's the best card ever. And uh, Mars Woody, Dave, thanks for coming on, my man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. It's always it's always a good time. You know? um, and I'll, I'll talk to you next time. And I hope you have a yeah, – I hope it's sick at the event, you know. 
Yeah, um, man. Come I'm back. Talk to you soon, come, man. Come back. Can't any, wait. Anytime. Always love having you. And ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, aliens, Martians, any conscious being tuning in the podcast, I thank you for tuning in to episode 14, and I will catch you guys after UFC 223. Peace.